Countout provides a wide variety of bonus content that is right at your fingertips. On the Countout Patreon, our podcasts are creating bonus content exclusively for you, their listener. For only $5 a month, you can watch instant reactions to major shows, watch-alongs, early access to main feed podcasts, some fun goof and gag audio, plus shows from some of the podcasters' outside interests. It's the best way to experience all that the Countout Network has to offer. So head on down to patreon.com slash countout to take part in some of the best and most fun content wrestling has to offer. Again, that is patreon.com slash countout. You're listening to a Countout Podcast. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody and welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that uh, records during the middle of a fire. I'm your host Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is the the fireman himself, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing just wonderful. There's no better <laughs> way to wake up than have a uh, fire alarm go off in your fucking ear. Just... <laughs> is it still going off? Should you be concerned? No, no, no. We're good now. We're good now. It was just. It was just bad. You know, it's fine. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good, folks. We're good. We're good. It is a beautiful day. Um, I don't really think we have much wrestling to talk about today, but, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll we'll see you at the end of the tunnel. No, it, it's definitely, it's one of those weeks this week of, uh, we get this every once in a while, a week of wrestling where it's just like the calm before a storm you know what i mean like it's yeah, just like before everything really is there hits a storm the this time around uh, not really i think next week is just like a lot of previews and then after that yeah. then we start getting into it getting into everything um yeah it's pretty uh pretty relaxing little run here yeah we'll have a a, a laid back sort of show as as scotty burns his house down um uh, we'll have a laid back more laid back kind of show we still got a lot of topics for you today of course we're going to be talking about uh, Victory Road, which is the Impact's pay-per-view that took place last Friday night. Talk That'll about... keep the people listening. <laughs> hey, look, if if Mike and JD aren't going to do that, then we're going to steal their gimmick. Um, uh, we're Mike gonna... went back to doing it. so I know, I saw that too. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about the WWE UFC merger, which is uh, officially taking place, according to reports, this Tuesday. Along with uh, talking about a little preview for the CMLL 90th anniversary show, big show. Anyone else forget that they were merging? Because I did. 
how can you forget? It's happening soon. Uh, and then we have a, a bunch of other discussion <laughs> topics that we'll sort of get to and other news bits that we'll get to. But we'll start off with that merger. We'll start off with WWE and UFC merger uh, because I feel like that's a, a, a you know, it's, it's finally happening. The WWE is officially being sold or as reports are to be believed, the WWE and UFC are officially merging together this Tuesday um, to form the new TKO uh, TKO Group Holdings. It's, it's expected to close this Tuesday, September 12th. Um, there was a press release and everything, um, but uh, that's all. Basically, what you need to know is that, yeah, it's uh, officially happening. WWE is sold. It's going to merge on Tuesday, and we'll see the fallout. I think that's the biggest question I have for you, Scotty, is that we knew this merger was happening. We knew it was going to happen for a while. But now that we're here, what is going to be the fallout? What do you think the fallout of this merger looks like? Uh, a lot of people are going to lose jobs because that's how that goes. Uh, yeah, uh, immediately people backstage all over the place and both companies are going to lose their jobs. I, I, would, I would believe that. Yeah. Do you think wrestlers, do you think wrestlers have a lot to fear? Um, I know there's I a lot think... of wrestlers contracts currently up, apparently. I don't I don't know if it's that many wrestlers, but I wouldn't be shocked if you saw like a handful just, mm-hmm. you know, because that's, again, how these things go. If you saw like. I feel like any time we hear about releases anymore in this company, it's like they release like NXT talent, just sure. kind of like excess talent that you, you you know, no offense to them, but aren't going to be a big thing. And they just, you know, let them go. So I could see that. I could definitely see that happen, um, mm-hmm. which sucks, obviously, because you don't want to see anyone lose their job. But that's the reality of these things, the reality of these sales. I'm sure it will happen in the UFC as well. Um, though the UFC like pays their fighters like you know nothing, so uh, <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of like a big topic there. Anyways, like I'm pretty sure like the difference between what the top wrestler gets paid and the top UFC fighter gets paid probably isn't a lot. But if you look like the middle wrestler, so say like I don't know Austin Theory, and then yeah. I can't name a fighter, but you get the <laughs> point. Like that level, Austin Theory probably gets paid way more. Yeah, um, and I think that's definitely interesting because maybe cuts will come more likely on the WWE side than because of that. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. I think backstage though will be more obvious, you know, because they're gonna have one team now in a lot of ways for certain situations. That is that is probably true. I mean, I and I think that's not necessarily true just of how like they pay their fighters, but maybe also with backstage stuff. Is that like this idea of it is technically the UFC buying and merging the WWE and they're forming this new group right right now? Yeah. Do you th- like? Do you think that like that that firing process of people you know losing jobs in the back office and stuff? Like, I feel like that's going to be more WWE people losing their jobs mm. than UFC just because it's like UFC people yeah. are like, oh, you know, we're we're sort of I know Vince McMahon is a good say in all these things, but I'm sure it's going to be like, oh, no, we have good people. We're going to keep these people. You have to let go of your people. Like, I feel yeah. like it's not going to be a 50 50 split. I feel like it's going to be like, I don't know, 75 25 or something. Yeah, it's probably like the higher people, you mm-hmm. know, because mm-hmm. I think as we saw with that, I don't remember who posted it, but like long ago, we saw kind of the, the chart of who's going to be in what position. 
And it was like, yeah, there was a good like split between UFC people and WWE people. And I think that's where it'll come down to. And I think a lot of people probably are prepared for that anyways. Um, I, I, I just don't know if it'll have a lot of effect on wrestlers. Now, I could be totally wrong because I'm sure they have to cut some cost anyways here and there. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. But like, I don't see, you know any big stars getting cut you know wwe's making record money again i feel like we say this every year but this year they're also hot as a product so like it's not just you know that saudi money that they're making in the tv money it's it's you know biggest um attendance in pretty much every location like i saw fifa reported that smackdown in boston the other day was the highest tv or whatever and i was like that's insane it feels like every week <laughs> it's the highest yeah ever which i mean should tell you all you need to know about wwe and what they're doing uh they're not going to ruin their they're not going to ruin their ecosystem in terms of talent i think as much in terms of backstage yeah that anything's possible um i'm looking we'll at have to the- wait and see I'm looking at the. I couldn't. I'm trying to look up that uh, image you're talking about. Of like who's in charge of what. Uh, yeah, did, I have no idea where someone found that. Yeah, uh, it, it was in a press release by Endeavor, I believe. And so I'm trying to look that up. But I just, I we talked about it before. The new board members for the TK Group Holdings. Uh, and just looking at it again, we didn't really talk about it at the time. But just looking at it again, I mean, there are currently five, four WWE people with one more to be appointed, and then there are six Endeavor people. So. Yeah, you know, Vince McMahon has a lot of control, and Ari Emanuel of Endeavor has a lot of control, and I'm sure Nick Khan also has a lot of control for the WWE side. But, you know, there is more Endeavor people and people in the board than there are WWE people, but it, uh, which I also just find a little bit interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's officially happening, and I think that's uh, wild to see what's going to happen. You know, obviously we talked about the firings. Do you think that there will be more wwe ufc uh personality i'll say fighter and wrestler um interactions you know is is conor mcgregor finally gonna show up on monday night raw is conor mcgregor can show up in ufc that's probably true um is is brock lesnar gonna show up in ufc again you know is that is that something that you know maybe not as a fighter but you know are these sort of are we going to get more and more interactions between the two companies uh, on screen i think that's another question i have i mean more is more is essentially an upgrade from nothing i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like yeah. one person even is like more so yeah i'm sure mm-hmm. i'm sure i think uh there'll be opportunities you may be at a big show you bring in a ufc fighter that i don't know maybe has a connection Here's the thing with the UFC now. No one has really star power, I think, internationally mm-hmm. outside of, like, I don't know. McGregor's lost pretty much all his steam. So it's, like, perfect timing, I guess, for WWE. Right, Ronda? Uh, but, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I just don't know of anyone that would make sense because it's – I just don't see WWE wanting to do that right now. Like they rather bring in Logan Paul, sure, yeah, and you, you know you would too because he's always in the news and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think a UFC fighter has nearly as much star power as Logan Paul. 
That's true. And but maybe that's something that Endeavor would want is use the WWE brand to make a new star for the UFC. They they don't like Mike kill himself. That's, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> uh next pay-per-view for WWE is Fastlane, which is October seventh. Uh not counting NXT. There's probably a song for that. Ride in the fast lane. Uh, I don't know. They probably have some shitty song. Uh, it's and it's performed by Kid Rock, probably. Um, uh, fast lane sounds terrible. Uh, are you looking up songs right now for for the fast lane? No. Um, <sighs> perfect. Dang. Um, but you yeah, know, I'm excited to see what takes place. I think those are the two big changes I could see what happens. They're firings and more crossovers. Um, I'd be fascinated to see what we get out of it but yeah uh i because i imagine it's gonna be crossover stuff i don't imagine i hope no one loses imagine. their job me too but we like, all but we all know the like reality of impossible of <laughs> yeah I think it's legitimately impossible but i hope no one loses their job i agree i agree um well speaking about someone getting rid of a job i guess uh it was reported i really this... wish i had someone ready to just say there uh it was reported this week via himself that uh kevin kelly uh aew and new japan commentator said that uh he'll be gone from new japan commentary quote at some point soon says he'll be calling the destruction events in tokyo on october 9th and then wrestle kingdom new year dash in january 4th and 5th um but he also says he that is... sounds like when it will be it yeah, he also says he'll leave at some point soon, but I'll leave it to New Japan to announce it or not. Um, so, yeah, it at the very least, on the docket, he has till Wrestle Kingdom and New Year Dash. If he stays beyond that, it, I, it doesn't seem likely, but um, thoughts on New Japan losing Kevin Kelly and AEW gaining more Kevin Kelly, I presume. Uh, uh. He uh he needs to get better at collision. He needs to get better at collision. Oh, hold on. This is a hot these are hot collision commentary takes. I think I think he's pretty rough on there. Why do you say that? Uh he just seems like he's not as connected with the product. Doesn't know what's going on mm-hmm. like he would with New Japan. And I think that's what obviously Charlton helps him a lot with. Um and so I hope that in time, maybe when he's not having to juggle both, that happens. Um because I think it's like night and day, yeah, on collision compared to what Rickabani was doing on collision. Um, because c- even though Rickabani doesn't do AEW, he still felt connected. He still felt knowledgeable, um, and into it. I I, I listened to Collision and like last last night, for example, I was like, oh, this is this is a rough night for him. Um, and don't get me wrong, putting you know adding Jim Ross to the main event every week probably doesn't help anyone. But uh, I think that's like job number one, two, three, and four for when he switches. Um, and in terms of New Japan, whatever. Like, I don't know. I, mean, I think I I saw a lot of people talk about like who's going to be their new person. It, it could just be Chris. Like I think Chris does perfectly solid um you just need to you're gonna need to add a personality to be there with him consistently Mm -hmm. but i think chris could do play by play very well but you want to hear his facts and stuff so like that's the balancing act it's a hard gig to commit to you know because it's like i don't know what they're paid 
you got to go back and forth to Japan for essentially every month mm-hmm. if you want to do the big shows. And I'm sure that's what New Japan should be looking for, you know, because Kevin Kelly started to do that a lot less. You don't want to, to me, like if, if anyone's remote, and I understand being remote, um, but if any of their commentary was ever remote, I would just switch to Japanese commentary because, like, the sound would just be ruined yeah. on the shows. So for New Japan, I hope they could find someone. Um, you know, they have Rickabani there for the U.S. shows. He's not going to do Japan full time. No. Um, but but if you wanted to mostly go with Charlton and then bring in Rickabani for certain shows maybe it would work um because i think that would be interesting uh because i think he did a really good job when uh strong went there mm-hmm. he's just he, i just think he's the best in the in the business today so that that helps but yeah i don't know i don't know there's not a lot of people out there yeah um, i was gonna either. say uh the only other people that i think that could work in new japan that have only new japan strong tapings were be matthew raywalt from impact but of course you mm. got the impact stuff but it's taping, so he could easily do that in theory. Yeah. Um, but he's Hannafin's not... good, but they're not going to do him. Yeah, but he. The problem with that is that like Ray Walt and Char- both Charlton, they're both sort of like kind of color commentary. They're yeah, not like exactly. the lead commentator. I, though I do, I do think Charlton can be a play by play, but you want his color commentary. I'm sure more than that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then beyond that, I mean, in that beyond that, like if you really want like good commentary, it's like pulling like Lanny Leonard, you know, Lanny Leonard out of the of the depths of doing nothing right now and pulling him back and doing commentary. Like there isn't really like I'm trying to think of like people who I don't who's the commentator guy for like West Coast Pro. I think he's not that bad. I have no idea. Exactly. I, I have I no idea who any of these people's names are, but he's, they're he's probably going to have to find someone new overall or just someone's like that doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. But the most important, the most important part to me is you have to find someone that will connect with the product. You know, you don't want to just have someone in there, call a match. Yeah. Or at the very no, least, willing, willing to willing to put the work in to figure it out. Yeah. Um, or, or I almost rather you have nothing. And I've, I've listened to the they, they're doing the road to destruction right now, mm-hmm. and Charlton's been doing the play by play, and you know you have a wrestler join them. Um, and I almost think that's better than like ha- the majority of the people you could bring over. Yeah. Uh, James King, James Kincaid is the color is the play by play play by play commentator for West Coast Pro. I think he's pretty good. But looking at his Instagram, he also does. It looks like commentary or work or something for the uh, for the Warriors um, uh, yeah, out in California. So that's <laughs> that's not happening, I think. Um yeah, no, it's a tough spot. I don't really know what they would do as a replacement. I don't know. Bring back Josh Barnett. Bring back Jim Ross. His contract's coming up. I could see them send send Jim Ross to Japan constantly. I'm sure that'd be fine. Oh yeah, I don't, I just don't think there's a going to be a perfect solution for them. I think they know that too. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I agree. And I think it's it's a lot of things that they're figuring out, and I think that's something that they're probably actively figuring out. If if they do the remote aspect, then Rickabani's in play. Sure. Sure. Because he doesn't have to leave his home, you know? 
And he's yeah, and he's not busy with a billion things that it feels like he does. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has like a full time normal job. Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure he's on like the board of education or something. Yeah, like his... he's got a lot like non wrestling things. It's why he does Ring of Honor. Yeah, and it's because he could do Ring of Honor remotely. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe that's of interest to New Japan because he already does the strong tapings for them. Yeah, um, and I would love for Kabani Kong. I'm not like you know, um. Even if it was just the big shows, mm-hmm. I think he would add a great feel to that. Um, you know, do uh, do Caprice, bring in Caprice. I know he's a more of a color guy, but I love Caprice. I think he's great. Can we can we name any other play by play wrestling? No, there's no other play by play people that I want to listen to doing New Japan. I think that's why I will not name anyone else. I'll say, uh, um, what about uh, who 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 we can pick? We can pick um, no one. Uh, Kevin Gill. Do you want Kevin Gill in there? No, I will. Uh, I will listen to. I will go listen. I already listened to like the Japanese half the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go full time if they, depending on who they bring over, I will go full time. Anyways, uh, but that would be, um, yeah. Is there any way we can bring back? Uh, Soon to be TNA Hall of Famer Mike Tanay. That would be a wild choice. It would be a great choice. It would be a fantastic choice. Uh, yeah. it, it would just, who knows if it will happen. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on and talk about the next topic as well, which was uh, Gunther uh, breaking the honky tonk man's record, of being, of course, the now longest intercontinental championship in history. Um, uh, with a really good match between him and Chad Gable this past Monday. Um, you know, this obviously, this whole plan of WWE wanting to modernize their record holders and no longer have, like, you know, the top record holders of all time be uh, the Honky Tonka Man or, at this rate, with Roman Reigns, Bruno San Martino. Um, you know, this whole effort to modernize the stuff. I didn't quite think ever in my lifetime that we would ever get to these moments of extremely long reigns for WWE. Um, but I'm glad that it's Gunther. I'm glad that it's Walter. I've always enjoyed Walter on the Indies. Um, and he came to NXT and he was pretty much himself. Uh, and he came up to the main roster. And as soon as Vince left and he came back, he, Triple H came in, he was able to realize himself his usual uh gunther self uh again and now he's the longest reigning ic title holder and i think that is uh you know it's it's an accolade i will say you know in 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 an era of wwe for a long time these titles didn't really mean much but i think now having the longest ever title reign for the ic title ever uh i think that is quite the testament to how WWE view this guy so uh good on him for being the new the longest reign title holder he was already the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, the record just confirms that all the more. Um, one, I think it's a joke that the honky tonk man had the records on size <laughs> point. I think like that's maybe the bigger conversation here that they were like, yeah, you know what? We've broken every single record. But we're going to keep the honky tonk man like the honky tonk. And, and to me, it's like the honky tonk man didn't hold the belt long enough for it not to be broken right it's it's not like bruno san martino that you know they dangerously are getting closer and closer to trying to tempt with which i i i can't do it um 
but the you know like that San Martino to me will never be broken because that's just a, like that was a different time. Honky Tonk Man, his his is just sitting there. It's just been sitting there and get taken over. But like, I think Gunther had like the belt for like two hundred sixty days and had the longest reign of like the modern era. That's the thing, right? It's like the Intercontinental Title wasn't held for a long time by pretty much anyone of the past decade. So that's the big deal here. Uh, but but what he has done is the unthinkable and that is essentially not change at all in a wwe world where oftentimes you have to dramatically change you know his style is still awesome he's the best wrestler in this company and i think it's comfortably like he has been phenomenal the match with Chad Gable is probably the best TV match I've seen since. I don't even know. Thing is, though, you had to watch inside the. And, and this is the funny thing about Gunther, right? It's like you have to watch inside the picture in picture because, like, he's not just going to sit there and do a headlock. Him and Gable were doing, like, these great exchanges. And I was like, God, I hate this company. Why is this not on a pay-per-view? The one match that I want you people to put on a pay-per-view and you don't do it. Um, but they've created such a great, great force with Guther. And I think ultimately, in the end, he should be the next world heavyweight champion. Now that he's got this accolade, he can drop the belt. I know you don't I know some people don't like when you know people drop the belt immediately once they break records. But the sooner he beats Seth, the better, in my opinion. I think I think Raw is in a place, as you could tell by Shinsuke Nakamura, for God's sakes, getting title matches. Raw is in a place where they have so many babyface challengers yeah. that him being the world champion would really help the product. You could do him and Cody. You could do him and Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. These are all sounding pretty good to me. Mm-hmm. You know, Drew Mack, eh, no. Drew McIntyre is probably turning heel. Uh, but you get my point. It's like you have a lot of much more intriguing matchups for the world title with him as a babyface. Gunther's pretty much done that as Intercontinental Champion anyways. Yep. But at least it'll be the top. Um, it'll get top billing on the show from here on out. And I think that would be ideal. But he's been he's been awesome. He's been awesome. Yeah, no, I, I've greatly enjoyed uh, the work he's been putting in. I, I totally agree. He is one of the top wrestlers there right now. Uh, if I had to give number two, it would probably be like Ilya Dragunov. But I also think that the point you're making of like he's yeah. never changed. You know, obviously they changed the name and obviously. Yeah, sure. At one point they wanted to make him more, uh, I would say, German. Don't uh, say they. Don't say they. Just say who. Say who. <laughs> Vince wanted to make him more German. Um but uh they haven't done much. The only the only like massive change that has happened with him is he lost weight. Like that was like really and you know and he got got shredded, which yeah, he's in a in way the shape of his life now. Yeah, in a way improved his performance. Um, you know, going from um just straight into NXT UK doing the exact same thing he's always done to moving over to NXT proper, I guess, kind of not really moving up to the main roster uh and just basically doing the same thing that guy has been doing the imperium gimmick 
basically i don't know for like a almost maybe a decade now like he's he was doing it on the indies before he got signed to nxt uk yeah like they just took in like what other situation name me another situation cody. all right well cody they took from AEW and that's i meant more of like they take someone from the indies and don't oh, change okay. anything about them uh and just rip them i would say matt riddle is also kind of that choice uh um, no, that real sucks well that's the they made him thing. extra goofy they made him extra goofy that's certainly true but, he wasn't uh, like extra goofy on the indies he was kind of a killer on the indies but uh i guess that's fair i guess that's fair um, um i don't think there's anyone yeah who who have they like, brought up they, and did pound for change? pound pretty much pluck him out of the indies and yes. say this is our guy this yeah is, this is an act that will work main roster yeah imperium um, just ripped it out and just put it in they changed the right. imperium up a little bit with a couple of their members and then plop them right in well i don't think there's anyone i got oh, let's do the old look through the wwe roster page uh they probably did that with austin theory but he sucks <laughs> no yeah he is not good he's anymore. he's like he's actively getting worse he's legitimately Ah, I can't go that far. Nope, nope. Say it, but, say it, say it, say it. But for for a guy, you know, you know how you always have like the the conversation, like if you were to sculpt the perfect wrestler, it'd be Randy Orton. If you were to sculpt that form of wrestler and then make him awful, yeah. it would be Austin Theory. He might be the worst wrestler WWE has. Like he doesn't offer anything. He's not charismatic. He's not talented in the ring. He's just bad. What's why like Brian Alvarez had a great rant about it. Like, listen, if, if you want to stop being like this boring ass, you know, terrible wrestler, that'd be great. And it's like, to me, it's a real problem, <laughs> you know, because it's like you have a you have a guy like L.A. Knight who, again, L.A. Knight's not all that great in the ring. He's whatever, mm -hmm. but he's captured the audience. Austin Theory's never going to do that. I'm going to tell you that right now. Austin Theory could could leave, come back, leave again, and then come back again. There's nothing saving this guy. He's dead in the water. They let him beat John Cena at WrestleMania. And listen, listen, listen. I know the match was whatever. But they let him beat John Cena at WrestleMania, and the guy gained nothing. You would think that match also should be better with John Cena in it. Well, that's true, too. I mean, John Cena, though, was like, yeah, no, whatever. I think John I was Cena just... was phoning it in, also recognizing that Austin Theory is not much of anything right now. Yeah, that's the great thing about Cena is, like, Cena knows when a guy is in it. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> he probably was like, all right, guys. Like, yeah, I get it. This I'm doing it for Vince. <laughs> this one's for like, Vince. They gave him, like, this long U.S. title reign just for him to lose to Rey Mysterio. Because they were like, all right. We're done. We're done here. <laughs> we're, we're good. Um, he stinks. They put, they've they paired him with Grayson Waller because Grayson Waller is essentially the same guy, just a little more charismatic. I mean, you know what Austin Theory is in the realm of? They want him to be in the realm of, realm of Randy Orton, John Cena. Yeah. He is Miz without the charisma. Do you know what Miz without the charisma is? Arguably the worst wrestler in the world. That is a bad wrestler. You know what's what's sad about it too is that like he was a, and maybe it was just because of the different levels of talent. Um, he was good in Evolve. Yeah, he was pretty <laughs> good in Evolve, and even in NXT, like he wasn't awful. 
No, it's crazy to me because I remember I remember watching him evolve. I've seen him live before. I was like, oh, this guy's going to be a main event star in WWE. Like, can't miss. Yeah. And again, my God, I wish they missed. Maybe it's the different, you know, different ponds this fish is jumping into. But like you get to the main roster, and it's like, whoa, this guy is not good. This guy has got nothing. It's just like from the indies. And it's like, man, this guy should be the next everything. And I don't have good matches like yeah three four years ago yeah and nxt when he was like matches 22 yeah he got <laughs> like, older he and got worse. Uh, you know what he is he is like he, he oh he's terrible but he uh i'm trying to i'm trying to put this together right like he's what would have happened if He's he's to me what Jay White was on excursion. <laughs> All right. Okay. And when I say by that, like, do you I don't know if you remember like Jay White on excursion in Ring of Honor. He had like, you know, black trunks, vanilla look, mm-hmm. long hair. Mm-hmm. And it was like, eh, whatever. Right. And then Jay White came back and he was like this just full package. Not immediately, though. Right. No. It took a little time. But they definitely saw a lot in him and gave him a yeah. push immediately. Austin Theory has done the reverse. Right. Like he looked like the Jay White that came back mm-hmm. at first. He's like, OK, we see something in this for sure. Yeah. And then he became the excursion guy in the second part of his career. Yeah. This vanilla white meat heel. You can't be a white meat heel. It's white meat baby face, you nerd. Do you think like John Cena had that match with Vince and, and then went back to the curtain and said, this guy ain't it. This guy ain't it, Vince. Because ever since then, um, it feels like that wouldn't be the first time Cena's done that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, that's definitely accurate. That's definitely accurate. I, I can't wait for the shoot interviews in a couple years. Um, what? Why? He's going to still be there. Well, the merger's coming up. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I, going back to the conversation about Gunther, I think the only other talent I could think of of note recently that they sort of, I'll say, plucked quote unquote from the indies, um, would be in a way kind of LA Knight. Obviously, he was doing the thing long for a very long time, Impact, and he left Impact and was on the indies. But they did change him at one point. Uh, yes, they did change they him at one manager. point. They made him a manager, and they did change him at one point but they brought him back to just what he did before that worked. And it's, yeah, it's been exploding true. for him. That's very true. That is very true. But they, they, you're right. They did. Else, they right? did make an attempt at changing him. It just didn't work. Yeah. Um, um, that's the only other person I can think of. And, you know, maybe you can say AJ styles or whatever, but at that point, you know, he was kind of lost. AJ Styles is washed. <laughs> ben wash. He's been washed. He's for been washed for a little bit. I actually like the questions of like who who would you rank? I saw this this week. Uh-huh. It's like rank these four, and it's like Omega, Danielson, Punk, and Styles. And I was like Styles is dead last. Yeah, ten times out of ten. <laughs> I was like that Styles never clicked with me like the other three have <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. And I All know right. Punk like is obviously the so enemy number one these days, but it's like I'm still not changing that. So this is where I'm at. I'm at Styles four, Danielson one. I think that's agreeable. And then I think <laughs> I think it's a toss up between two and three of Omega and Punk. Depending, I, this is what this is what I'm at right now in my brain. Do I like Punk's 
I think Punk is a better promo than wrestler currently. And I think in general, I think we can all say that he's a better promo because he's fantastic on the mic. Yeah. Whereas Kenny is also a better wrestler than he is promo. Oh, yeah. So is Kenny's wrestling better than Punk's promo and vice versa? And their weakness is better than vice versa. That's where I'm at. Is Kenny a better wrestler wrestler than CM Punk is a promo? Yeah, probably. Yeah, (laughs) he's he's pretty great. He's pretty pretty great. Uh, I think Kenny's That was the discussion topic I wanted to write down. That's what I wanted. To, that's what I wanted to talk about. That was one of our discussion on topics I want to talk about. It was all right. It was Cody Rhodes talk this week about how uh, he said some sort of interview that like you know it's a it promos are more memorable than matches, and he was basically referencing that everyone remembers Dusty Rhodes Hard mm. Times promo, but name me a famous. Well, he won't let me forget it, but that's fine. Yeah, it was like, but name me a famous Dusty Rhodes match or whatever. I don't think he, he didn't say it like that flippantly. But that sort of idea is that like he is more memorable for his promos and whatnot. Sure. Uh, and and I thought about that. I was like, but I don't necessarily think that's true. Number one, it's coming from. There's Cody. a real debate for that. I think. I think and that that was the discussion topic I wanted to have, and we're gonna have it yeah. right now because we're we're we kind of leaned right. into it. Shout so, out to how did we get here? How do we get Austin Theory? Gunther? <laughs> Gunther. Gunther. <laughs> oh, by the way, I want to take back the uh, Jay White comparison because people might hear that. I was talking about if you look at white meat, white meat, baby face Jay White in Ring of Honor, and you don't tell me that was pretty much Austin Theory, except he was arguably better, mm-hmm. then you're wrong. Anyways, good. Um, like number one, Cody's point. I think he has. I think there is some validity to what he's saying, especially in like the WWE system that how promos and moments are sometimes bigger than matches, but that's because that's what works in WWE. You know, that is what works for them. But like at the same time, like I don't think that applies to every single wrestler of all time. Like we just talked about it. Kenny Omega, not dog shit on the microphone, but not great on the microphone, I would think. He he's he's passable. He's fine. He can do his stuff. He's he's good, I guess, in that sense. But he's an all-time great wrestler, and I can name a bunch of all-time great Kenny Omega matches that I remember, and I put above any other of his promo stuff um, sure. that I think have so much value and make him such a great wrestler because of that. Danielson has good promos, but he also has a fantastic matches that we can name. And I'm yeah. not saying that Cody Rhodes is wrong. I think it definitely applies for WWE. I think it definitely applies to someone that has been previously named the three-star general. Um, I think that... Hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Whoa, hey, hey now. Uh, I just think that that it it can be true, but I think it depends wrestler to wrestler. Is like, what works for the wrestler? If they're better at promos, then make sure they're killing it on promos, and that's what the most memorable, memorable thing about them. To to the whole idea of uh, uh, hiding weaknesses and ex- and and showcasing strengths—that's the whole idea that we're doing. Like Kenny Omega's not the best promo, so we'll put like Don Callis with him and have him do great matches. You know, stuff like that. I so okay. My my take on this is I don't think he's completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I think it's more era based. Ooh, okay. So I think that was very true pretty much up until the 2010s. Like, I think promos definitely were king 
Mm-hmm. And we're talking U.S. And, U.S. wrestling. Yeah, obviously, you know, yeah. Japan. Japan was always Japan's its own base. beast. It's its own beast. Yeah, but he what what he means is mainstream wrestling. And I think it was the truth for a very long time. You know, you Dusty Flair, uh, Austin Rock. You know, the list goes on. I'll say Funk. Funk, yeah, like, and Funk had you know he was a great wrestler, and Flair was a great wrestler, blah blah blah. But he, I think Cody's definitely right. They are still remembered more. Uh, truthfully, like Ric Flair's, despite the many great matches, he's still remembered more for his promos. You know, those fair. are always repeated. But as time has gone on, I think we've seen people just focus more on the wrestling as is. Mm-hmm. And that's what has established a lot of them because promos like there's very few memorable promos mm-hmm. of the past decade. Like there is a handful compared to. And and honestly, if you think back, there was a handful back then too. You know, we only repeat so many. You know, it's like we don't we don't go back and talk about you know Stone Cold and Steve Austin's like random Monday Night Raw in the middle of September with The Rock. You know, we yeah. we there's necessary points. I think and, and I think a lot of it. The most memorable promo in the past decade is probably the CM Punk pipe bomb. And that was over a decade ago now. So yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely is. Um, and there's also moments that are more memorable, right? Like punk returning. Mm-hmm. That's more memorable than a wrestling match or even the promo that he cut. It's just him showing up. Like, yeah. And, it, that, re- and wrestling... that was a good promo, but like, also, yeah, like, and maybe it's bad memory or whatnot, but the only, to me, I think the, the part of that promo that's permeated the most is, on this date, I left professional wrestling. Yeah. On this date, I've returned. You know, like that's like yeah. the most memorable part of that promo. Yeah. That's, and that's still probably like the most memorable the past few years. Uh, yeah. Like that, I think ultimately is like the conversation. Like I think Cody's not wrong sure. necessarily, but I think it's wrong now. Like this era isn't that mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. You see that with AEW. Like, what's the best promo that's ever been cut at AEW? I was just thinking about that. I was just sitting here being like, what is the best promo in AEW history? Is it the Cody Rhodes, he solved racism promo? Is it the... Uh, th- I don't th- even know. There is that promo... Eddie has a few, I guess. Eddie Mox- has a Moxley... <laughs> I like the- Moxley's promo where he says... Was that not how it's supposed to go? That's my favorite. <laughs> uh, I like the Cody Rhodes Jericho promo on the build up to mm, their match. That's really good. The you know Cody yeah. Rhodes talking about uh, you know I'm not going to challenge anymore, and I think that was good. I think the most memorable line is Cody from undesirable to undeniable. Yeah, that one ran in my head still. Uh, MJF Punk. I think the the MJF. Uh, but I think there's a moment following that. I, the MJF Punk promo where MJF talks about like he was crying uh, and talking about like his yeah. history of punk and everything. Uh, yeah. But even then, like I think like a more memorable moment of that to me is then after that where he gets the chain and he bloodies him up at Daly's yeah. place, and then after that there's a more memorable match, and that was the dog collar match they end up having. Yeah. 
But that, that feud was great. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like Punk and MJF was such like a perfectly done feud. Yeah. So it's like all those moments had to are memorable, but it's not one collective. Yeah. For them, you know, and I think that's it's just a base to base thing. Like I know, I think what Cody is saying mm-hmm. is that long term promos will be remembered more. Sure. Sure. But we are in an era where that has changed, where matches will be remembered. Yeah, I, I I would like to think so. I think obviously we'll we'll we can have this discussion ten years from now and, and think about like is that still true? Um like Kenny and Omega uh Kenny uh, Kenny and Omega, same guy. That'd be a sick match. Uh Kenny and Okada will be talked about more than any promo has happened over the past decade. And I don't remember any single promo that they may have cut on each other at any point during that no. entire story. All I remember, all we remember, the matches. Yep. Um, say, I mean, you can go even further back. Flair Steamboat. I don't remember a single promo that could have happened with that feud at all. But everyone remembers the matches. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it, it, I guess it's you know kind of based like what. Ultimately, it's like pick an era. What's remembered the most? I I think I think it's this is this might be the 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 podcaster who doesn't know anything about wrestling conversation. But I think what also is helpful about promos being more memorable is that I think it is. I feel like it, if I was a wrestler, it would be harder to have a five-star match, especially nowadays. Um, or a six star, seven star, or whatever. It's harder to have a, a, a extremely memorable match that it might be easier to cut a great promo or a better promo or whatever that might be memorable or have a memorable moment than it is to have a fantastic all time classic match. Does that does that make mm-hmm. sense? I, again, yeah. I don't. You know, I oh, I've never wrestled. I've never taken a bump. I've never done all that stuff. We all get. It. I'm throwing it out the window. I just feel like you know there. It is hard, especially nowadays. It's incredibly difficult. You know, Danielson Starks, I think, is going to be a classic match, you know, but that's probably, there's also other great matches on that card. And I think the most memorable match from that is the Starks Danielson one. You know what I mean? Like, like, I think it's like next year we're going to talk about that match and you and I are going to might forget that, oh, yeah, Moxley Orange Cassidy was the main event of that. And that was also a great right. match. Right. Um, it's incredibly hard yeah. to have like an, an all-time classic match here nowadays, where I think it may because it's. I would there, say that. But I think they there ha- are less happen more. I, I think I'm. I'm just now. saying that like I think there are like less all-time classic matches compared to how many promos can be cut. Uh, and I think I think it's like the the hit rate. There, there's a higher hit yeah. rate in promos, so it's easier to have a more memorable promo than there is to have an easier time doing an all-time classic match. That's. A very specific, like, nuance take, I guess. I would agree, but there's no promo that's been that we just went over. So, like, is it easier? <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> you know, like, like I think we see an all-time classic at least once a year. Mm-hmm. At least. That, yeah, at least, yeah. I think we see a handful. Especially uh, in AEW, yeah. Like, I think, uh, it just depends. Like, AEW, they're more likely to put on all-time classic than cut a all-time promo. And that's also why, like, I think from the WWE perspective of, like, going not just from era to era, but from company to company, 
I think like Cody's right. And like, if you're looking at WWE, it's extremely hard to have an all time classic because it feels like they don't believe in any of the wrestlers to achieve that. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like they don't believe that any of the wrestlers currently can have yeah. an all time classic. I mean, yeah. I mean, name and name me an all time classic in WWE in the past 10 years. Punk well, Cena? all-time classics, like, very, 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 very specific. Like, that was, like, Starks Danielson or, or, level. You know. That's, like, the highest level we can go. Because, like, all-time classic, like, you only get those. What's the, what's like, the all-time best? classic? Let's, let me look up. What's the best match in WWE? It's Gunther and Dragunov. Yeah, it might be true that no, <laughs> that no one ended up watching because it was NXT UK. Um, I like the second one better, so. Um, let's see. Match guide. I'm looking at cage match now. I'm gonna look at that's the highest rated WWE match I have since when it happened. That's the high nothing's topped that for me in a while. Um, that isn't NXT. I'll say that. I think it's gotta <sighs> be it's gotta be main roster. The first the because the first three are Dragon of Walter, Andrade Gargano, Dragon of Walter. Yeah, so and then it's and then it's Bret Hart Steve Austin from ninety seven. Sure. And then it's Punk Cena from 2011. Sure. Uh, Shawn Michaels Undertaker from 09. Skipping some NXTs. Let's get something new. Shawn Michaels Undertaker from 2010. Uh, Keep going. WWE now. In times of all-timer moments, they're likely to get that from, like, all-timer moments. They're more likely to get moments than matches, than promos. All timer moment, yeah, yeah. Cody I mean, that, wrestling, Cody wrestling with the peck, like that's yes. going to be remembered forever. Agreed, agreed. And even but then, like, not, I, like I think Punk but, is, like the match is really good, but it's not anything to be like, oh, that was an all time classic. I think, and I think Punk and Cena is a great match, but I think it it makes the match better with the moment that's even better. Right. Following exactly, it. exactly. Uh, it's th- like moments for them are. And and I think that's the best part about WWE though is that they do make moments. That's mm-hmm. why WWE works. And I think Cody had he said moments were better than matches or promos. He probably would have been even more right, sure. you know, because like these moments make the most memorable things. A promo is a moment. Yeah, like an all timer promo is a moment. That's 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 a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, you know? it, it, it 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 supersedes promo level and goes into right. moment level. Right, an all timer moment for WWE is Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens winning in the main event of WrestleMania. That's an all, that's a great moment. There's a lot of great moments, mm-hmm. but again, it's not like they have they have great matches. But they don't have all timer matches. Uh, bringing it back to the start of this conversation, the most recent highest rated main roster WWE match. Uh, the past decade in the past decade from this year's wrestlemania uh this gunther. is according to cage match gunther versus sheamus versus drew mcintyre that is and that match. is that is the 20th highest rated match for wwe uh on cage match That's after crazy. a bunch of after a bunch of uh uh nxt old matches all this other stuff that is the most recent main roster uh wwe match it was really good really good um yeah but it's moments right it, 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 at the end of the day it's 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 always moments for wwe and i think they they do better at making moments than anyone but there's other places you can go to get all-time matches there's better places you can go to do that um honestly 
I, I think AEW does a great job at making moments as well. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not this year as much, unfortunately. They, like, tr- I'm not being I'm not being mean, but like, I think that's like maybe part of the mix that they were missing. Yeah, is memorable moments to go with the memorable matches because in terms of in ring, AEW has been phenomenal this year. No matter what happens with all the punk stuff and you know the 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 sports entertainmentisms that they've added they still have countless amazing matches mm-hmm. but maybe the sports entertainmentism that they should be looking for is making more moments yeah still have great matches but you need, yeah. you need more great moments because you made a great point i'm not gonna remember moxley and orange cassidy I'm not great. Match. Like I know I'm not. Great it was match. a great match. But if you told me, if you told me to name one match from that card in five yeah. years, I'll probably say Danielson Starks. Like Danielson Starks, their their moment of beating each other with the strap—that's not leaving my brain. And I'll I'll I'll, I'll or the, the choke moment at the end. To me, the moment of that match: Starks on the top rope. Danielson gets the strap, oh, yeah. leans back and hits him, and wallops yeah. his back. That's I mean, the moment. That yeah. was the moment the match changed, and it was like, all right, like you know, yeah. bumping up a couple gears. Like yeah. here we go, strap yeah. in. I, I guess another moment in that is the the sight of Ricky passing out. Yeah, you know, like that's something you will remember. Um, and I, I think that's yeah. I'm not saying AEW doesn't have moments. Yeah, that's this not is, what I'm this saying. This is at a all. very nuanced conversation that we. That's more of like this year. What's the best moments in AEW? I, uh, the the Daniel Starks bit that I sure. talked about. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, uh, um, you know, you know what I'll say. I'm as I'm thinking about moments. You know what the first thing I thought of mm. was all was was there any moments on All in London? And I was like, um, no, I can't really. Like I, that show is more of an accomplishment than me. Like I, I walked away from All Out saying All Out was better. Show. It was historic moment ticket sales wise, I guess. Yeah. Like I'll remember it for make, setting the record. We didn't see the moment of the show because it was backstage before it started. Yeah, the biggest moment in AEW history is Brawl Out, baby. That's what that is. Uh, <laughs> and this shit. Um, uh, yeah. I think Eddie's had moments. Eddie's had a lot of moments. Yeah, I'm trying to think about specific things that have that stuck in my brain. In AEW. Oh, you're still trying to remember from this year? You know, going back to like the Cody's conversations, also, it's like I think one of the big, biggest moments in AEW history is uh, Cody versus Dustin. I think that is that that oh, mo- greatest AEW matches of all time. And and the moment of Dustin trying to take off his boots, Cody saying "Don't do it," and then them hugging. Uh, that's a moment. That yeah. that is they 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 got something right there. That was a moment in time where I was like. They AEW something. Yeah. AEW is going to be something. That was that was that moment for myself as well when watching. Yeah. Mox like Moxley's debut, you know. That was Moxley's great... debut partnered with that was like, okay. Yes. Yes. They are serious, you know? Yes. Um, but I, I think we I I I could try to sit here and name moments from this year, 
Um, I'd say uh, another Cody moment. Cody, Cody. I think maybe that's the difference between Cody and the rest of the AEW roster is that he was always out there trying to create moments. You want another yeah. moment that regarded He's Cody a Rhodes? WWE wrestler. That's why. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Cody Brody Lee with the title change. Mm-hmm. Less of a match, more a of a moment in time where it was like, holy shit, Brody Lee is beating the crap out of this guy and just yeah. destroying him and then breaks the title or whatever. God, it's so good. Yeah. That was all good. That was a good call. Um, cool. we'll we'll think of more stuff if you have any more um, if you have any more moments folks tweet at us I don't know if there's I'll give you maybe the top moment of this year mm-hmm. or one of the top moments I won't say it's the top moment but in terms of AEW connection mm-hmm. Osprey's promo from Wrestle Kingdom mm-hmm. like that's one that jumps out to me but that's not even AEW so you know it's like I don't know what the AEW moments are this year, and maybe that's a problem. And maybe that's a problem of why their ticket sales are down and why they're sort of soft U.S. business-wise. Great matches can only bring you so far. I think that's true. I think great matches can get you a long way. I think it's moments that will entice people to come back. I don't think promos necessarily entice people to come back. I think it's more promos like, can be moments, as we explained. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it's, it's not necessarily promos. It is that if promos can become moments or these things can have lasting impact where it's like, oh, a moment, right? Here's a moment. Right. Revolution. The the post, post-match post of revolution of that sort of... Uh, right. Uh, that. And I'll do... And I'll, I'll couplet that with the moment of... I'll give you a the, moment. I'll give... Let me finish my thought real quick. The moment of... Hangman Adam Page in the Dark Order entrance for that mm. that tag team mm. match with yeah, the Elite. That's a moment. That that entrance, I still can watch that match. Still watch that entrance alone. Do I remember anything about the match? No. What I do remember is that entrance, even the Elite, which I think was fun. But that entrance of the Dark Order, I'll watch yeah. that and I will still get goosebumps. Yeah. Because that that was the Good moment time. where everyone was like, "This guy is the main character." This is the promotion for him. This is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I think that's a like, it's one of their top moments, and it's just from a random dynamite. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really, really was just a random dynamite, wasn't it? Oh, sure was. Good. Did you had you had an element, or do you want to move on? Yeah, that? I just was thinking of a few from this year. Uh, Punk and Joe stepping in the ring first time mm-hmm. on the uh, Punk's return. That was that was a moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like the crowd lost their shit. Sold out United Center. Well, not sold out, but pretty pretty packed United Center. Um, it, it's a lot of it's recent. A lot of it's recent. I can't remember the first half of the year in this company. No. <laughs> can't. Like, outside of... Oh, 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 I got one. I got one, and then we can move on. Okay. Hangman choking out Moxley. Yeah. To win that match, that the, was a that revolution. A lot of the moments are actually Hangman. <laughs> <laughs> like if you think back in AEW history, most of the moments are Hangman, which may be part of the reason this year has been so tough is because the man's been on ice essentially since the Moxley feud. Are we also saying that of anyone in the Elite, Hangman Adam Page would be the best person on the WWE roster? This guy knows how to make moments. Uh, will it be Cody. Well, sure, <laughs> sure. Of the current elite, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It was. It would be. It would be Hangman. 
All right, let's move on and talk about another moment in time. And that was, of course, Impact Wrestling Victory Road. <laughs> well, I'm happy we had a good debate because this, uh, I don't have, a, I, I don't think we could possibly debate this. Um, Impact Wrestling Victory Road uh, took place White Plains, New York uh, this past Friday. Um, I think an all around, I don't know, middle of the road pay per view for, for Impact. They're on the road, victory road. Middle of the road instead of victory road. That's tough. Yeah, that's a tough spot. They are basically on the way f- till Bound for Glory. So it's like it, this is one of their, uh, f- uh, you know, Impact re- Impact Plus events. So it's like not as huge. It's a B pay-per-view, if you want to say. Their last one. For them. Yeah, you know, they'll, they'll have uh, Bound for Glory is le- next month on October 21st. So that's really what they're prepping for. So they don't want to burn off any of their big time matches here which i don't blame them but uh, i think we still got some uh, fun matches i still think we got some interesting matches to talk about here um none from the the countdown to victory road in the pre-show but the main card i think is worth talking about maybe um do we want to go matt let's go match by match you know we're we're, we're killing you're gonna time. get a lot of didn't watch it but that's, that's fine. fine that's fine we'll go match by match we'll start off with the first match here which is the impact x division title match between leo rush defending his title successfully against kushida and i'll ask you scotty number one question is kushida finally back uh i don't know uh, kinda like I don't, I don't know if like i'll take a kinda i'll take a kinda like this was this match was really solid really strong him and Leo were really good in there. But, like, I'm still waiting for, like, a signature Kushida match. You know? Like, I'm going to forget this one in, like, three days. Yeah, you know? I thought it was a pretty good match. It was. It was. It was second best match on the show, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, But still waiting to see. This is, this is more exciting for Kushida. But he's, at this point, like, we know what he is. He's staying in the U.S., you yeah. know, he's just, he'll drop in New Japan from time to time. Probably do the Super Juniors. That's probably, he'll do the two junior tournaments and he will do Impact. And that's it. I think he did MLW too recently. They did he just announce. Tony Deppin. They did just announce an MLW New Japan partnership. He wrestled like, Tony that's Deppin. his thing. It's like, just send him to places. He leads the um, LA Dojo now. Yeah. So it is what it is. But this was good. This was good. Uh, I will also say this, like, and not just be the, by the fact that they basically did the exact same spot later in the show, but uh, I thought that Leo Rush, if they, if Leo Rush wanted to change something about his aesthetic or change something, um, he has such like, he he's bringing such like little stinker energy uh, to this match that I thought. That if they wanted to, you know, s- screw Wesley over in NXT, if they wanted to bring in someone and add someone to the Rascals, uh, Leo Rush, I think, would be a perfect fit for them. If they wanted to, Leo Rush. if they wanted to make that a trio again, um, I think Leo Rush is like one of. He's one of the. He is one of the best. That's not like a big hot take, um, but I think he has really found his footing. Yeah. This year. Yeah. In everywhere he is. Like, it feels like he's part of the wrestling landscape. He's, he doesn't feel 
unattached. He feels completely locked in, um, very much in control of who he is. Mm-hmm. He knows who he is now. I think for a long time we were waiting to see who Leo Rush was as a character and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I like this. I like this role that he's in. And then, of course, I like uh, what he's doing in New Japan. His stuff in New Japan is phenomenal. So, yeah, I'm loving I'm loving Leo Rush. Which I guess is this is technically the same. In a way, <laughs> like, uh, like, way. I guess his I, I guess that's the one thing I do like about impact these days. It's like you just kind of like keep the new Japan aspect. You know, they don't really switch it up. Yeah. Um. So that's always good. That's true. That's that's definitely true. Um. But, but, but next match, impact knockouts, tag team title match. MK Ultra, Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich. Uh, defeated the team of Giselle, Sean, Savannah Evans to successfully retain their titles. Your favorite wrestler was in this match. Uh, yeah, Masha Slamovich was in this match. You're a big Killer Kelly guy. Uh, you know, huge Killer Kelly guy. I think Killer Kelly was serviceable in this match. I think she did a good job with what she is. Not the usual fare. From I, I typically see from Killer Kelly in that sense, I'll give her the compliment and say she did a good job, or at least she was well hidden or something. I think she did of what I saw. I think it was fine. I thought this match was like a like a three star. Like this was good. I thought Masha Slamovich and that's higher than most knockout tags. That's true. I thought I thought Giselle Shaw was really nice in this match. I thought Masha was nice in this match. I think Masha and Killer Kelly have like better have developed better double team maneuvers, um, which helped. Mm. Uh, as well um and then i don't remember anything literally anything about savannah evans in this match one bit that's tough that's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow that's tough um i think mosh slamovich wrestles circles around most of this division so oh i I mean i can agree with that as well um crazy steve uh defeats black tauros he's back I i don't even think i saw this i know i didn't see this but i didn't even know this happened yeah, yeah, no, it, you know the with decay is exploding. I don't even know how I skipped this. Like, I I didn't even know it happened. I will tell you this honestly, Scotty. I greatly enjoyed this match. I thought this match ruled. It was, I think it was just a completely simple story of like you know the tag team explodes or whatever, and and I, I, you know I love me some Taurus. You know I love me some Taurus. Um, match was a five point four seven on. Yeah, I went. Uh, what did I win? I think I went like three and a quarter. Like you know, not obviously. It's not the we're not talking Danielson Starks here, but I had fun. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very simple story that was told very well. Um, of just like you know people destroying each other. Um, Danielson Starks, he says. <laughs> there, there was a moment where, and you might have seen this GIF online somewhere because that sort of hit the, made the rounds. Um. There was a moment where you know I literally didn't know this match happened until you just said it. So no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, it was a moment where Crazy Steve runs the ropes. Taurus picks him up to sort of do a the like Samoan drop gimmick. Ooh. Um, and I don't know if it was on purpose or on accident, but he but Crazy Steve in a way turn overturned it almost into like a crucifix bomb. Ooh. But Taurus over rotated slightly and it almost oh, became no. like a crucifix ddt where two toros got landed sick. like directly on his head it looked it was really good it looked awesome <laughs> whether or not it was, it was on purpose really it looked good. great what's that black Tarus. 
I love Black Taurus, man. I, I, I wish he was like, I don't know. Him and <laughs> for like three years now, him and Laredo Kid have just done nothing. Yeah. <laughs> because they're like, eh, we're kind of an impact, kind of a triple A, but we're really in neither. And I think Lucha Blog literally has a running joke about that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of my favorites uh, because they're excellent, and especially Taurus. Um, the best base in Lucha. Uh, yeah, he, his last impact wrestling match was July 29th, uh, when a, he losing effort to bully Ray in a no DQ match. Um, oh, brother. uh, and then he showed up here in September to face, lose to crazy Steve. Of course he did. Um, yeah, so not, not that great, I guess for him. Um, he's been doing other stuff, but it looks like he hasn't, he hasn't wrestled since August 24th. Um and for Hog Demand Lucha in Canada, and then he wrestled here. So it's it's been a little bit, um, uh, but then he's finally back. Yeah, I love Black Taurus. He's thirty six. Like this is it sucks that like this is where he's at in his career. I think he should be higher. I like this guy. If this guy was around when Lucha Underground was around, he would be a star today, big time yeah. star today. Um, he I mean, I'm j- sure he, he just, was around. Yeah, let's see. Let's. Just, I guess he was. He would have been around technically. He was around, but he, he, just, he just never was used. Never was used. If he was used in Lucha Underground, I think he would have been uh, perfectly utilized in that promotion. I'm so honestly shocked that they never used Black Taurus in Lucha Underground. Um, but yeah, I, I think he that would have been a great addition to that, and I think it would have made him a huge star now. Get him on the just get him on the dynamite. Get him on to something else. Like put him against I don't know who would be a good person for Black Tarus to wrestle. Uh, do just do like Gravity versus him, and then give Gravity a no, win. No, no, stop putting Gravity on my screen. Fine, Ban- just do Bandito. Snakes. Bandito versus Black Tarus. Yes, put the put the good one on. I know Bandito's hurt though. Or so. no, do uh no. Here's a proper one. Uh, do Commander versus Black Tarus. So Commander can fly her in the ring, and Black Tarus can be the base. And you can give Commander you heart, a win. You want my hot take? Sure. Like Commander is overrated. Uh, Listen, I know I know a lot of people do all the same spots in their matches, but I feel like for like a solid five months there, I watched Commander wrestle the same match. Yeah, that's, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. I would he's, he's had a few good ones recently, though. I wouldn't say he's overrated. I would say he's overhyped. That's I think that might be. Eh, that's close. That's that's more of probably what i meant but you know what i said what i said so uh, yeah but just do like commander versus black taurus on rampage that's all that's all i'm asking for give me or call, no, do it, we, no we just watched collision last night do it on collision the lucha show yeah. <laughs> the lucha show of as, collision as i like to say when in doubt give me mystico yeah well obviously <laughs> give me mystico. i can watch mystico wrestle yeah i say that about commander i can watch mystico wrestle the same match 27 times and mm-hmm. i love it every single time look another discussion topic i wrote down earlier this morning uh and why I was, is mystico the greatest of all time no 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 it's about oh, uh yeah. brian danielson's last year if this is his last year oh, who's his last yes. opponent that'll be a good that'll be a good discussion i don't think yeah. mystico is his last opponent but god damn do the match <laughs> you could find a way to do the match god damn it do the match or at least do like blue demon jr or something you know the i don't why the hell happen. blue demon jr well, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, that's someone that uh, he's Brian Danielson specifically has wanted to. Wrestle. He wants to wrestle Metalik too, who's right there in the same coming. He was in the same building yesterday. 
and they haven't wrestled. I don't. I think he's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> he can uh, wrestle. He can wrestle Metal League on his path to face Blue Demon Junior at Full Gear or whatever, wherever the fuck. Um, all right. Uh, Impact Digital Media Title Match versus Career. I know for a fact you didn't want watch this. Tommy Dreamer defeats Kenny King. He's Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer defeated Kenny King. Kenny King. And is a champion. Tommy Dreamer at 52 years old, formerly canceled, is your new Impact Digital Media title holder. <laughs> formerly so people have this match higher rated than Crazy Steve. That's insane to me. This match <laughs> lasted forever. Scott. 12 minutes and 14 seconds. It felt like 20. It was so boring. It was so third long. longest match on the show. And it was a whole match was meant to be a funk tribute because Tommy Dreamer comes out with like funk pants, you know. Uh, he's funkin'. He's funkin' all over the place. The funk cafe t-shirt and all that stuff. Uh, just the match was so boring. And it's just like, God damn it. Why are we doing this of Kenny KNG King King? Why are we giving a title? Why are we giving a belt to Tommy Dreamer of all people? What are we Anyways, doing? Anyways, we move on. What are we doing? This match sucked. Uh, this match sucked. Uh, this match sucked. I went two and a half. Could have told you that one, man. See, that's an average, bang average, got it done match. It was right bang average. There, you know, there was the emotional moments of it. I'll give it that or whatever. But like, it, it just no. I don't, I don't care. You didn't like it. Didn't like it. Uh, the match I did like. Jordan Grace defeats Diana Prazo. Of course, this is Jordan Grace returning. Uh, following, you know, having a contract come up, re-signing, yada, yada, yada. She's been gone since May, since losing, uh, in a, in a, uh, losing the Knockouts World title, I guess, uh, in a I've challenge. I've had a take locked in since this match happened. Yeah, uh, I have also had a take. I think you and I both tweeted pretty much the exact same thing on Twitter. So here, I'll let you have the floor. Give me your thoughts on Jordan Grace versus Diana Perrazzo. This match, this is all fans are looking for from the aw women's division this is it mm-hmm. this was 11 minutes and 48 seconds it wasn't even that long yeah you know this is just the quality and and the and the passion and the excitement you are looking for in any women's division jordan grace and diana perrazzo are the rivalry yeah in the u.s for women's wrestling right now yes They've had three matches this year, I think. They would all comfortably be in the top 15, I think, of best women matches in the U.S. Truthfully. Like, I I don't have a full list. Maybe top 20 is more reasonable. But nonetheless, they somehow managed to keep it different, despite me watching them three different times. This I think it's been three times this year. Maybe it's maybe it's two, three times in the past overall year. They definitely either way. They definitely wrestled last May in a title match. And I'm looking up on Cage Match all of their title matches or all their matches together. Go ahead. Either way, my point is this. This is what you are looking for when you, you know, when we hear people talk about the women's division in AEW, even WWE. You know, WWE can't always get off, you know, free here. They mess up too, you know? This is all I'm looking for. They had two matches. Like, this, Deanna's so good. And I I think she's probably out of impact end of the year. You know, I just, 
I thought Jordan probably should have tried somewhere new, but I understand her. You know, she does a lot of outside things, right? She does bodybuilding. She does uh, the uh, Patreon or whatever. I have no idea what she does. I'm not going to lie to you. Only, I just know she does fans? bodybuilding. Huh? Only fans? Does she do OnlyFans? Probably. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I thought, I thought it was Patreon for her. Whatever. I remember. No, I think it is Patreon for her because I think she um she's like the top. She's like. It's like that her and Fight will select like top wrestling personalities, paid subscriptions or something. I don't know. Anyways, my point is, is that this is what you should be doing. This is this isn't the minimum. It's just this should be the expectation. Well, you put two of your best in there time and time again, and they go out there and deliver. You can create a rivalry by just having matches. They don't have like this heated well you know they've had stories in the past but this was jordan's back let's put her against her best opponent this is how she gets right back into it this was really good i thought it was the best match of the show i just really liked what they do with this like they are so consistent they are pretty much the precedent for u.s women's like rivalries right now yes that was one of my take is that they are they are the best U.S. women's wrestling rivalry today. Uh, and not just today, but it's been going for the past several years. Because this rivalry has been going on for the best, past several years. Yeah, They are... They have Jordan's fan- gotten a lot better. Jordan's gotten that. a lot better. They have fantastic chemistry. They have wrestled in singles matches, Scotty, eight times. Yeah. In Impact was five of those. They wrestled in the Indies thrice. Then and They've gotten better and better. Then they have the first match, uh, and Deanna's third match in Impact at in 2020, middle of the pandemic, slam anniversary, where Deanna wins the title off of mm-hmm. Jordan Grace. Then in, a month later, they had a 30 minute Iron Man Woman match uh, in August for the title, and Deanna wins that as well. Um, then they have a vacant knockout w- women's title match at Rebellion 2023. Three years later, they have a match between each other where Deanna wins again catching a theme here. Then they have under siege a month after that, where Deanna beats Jordan grace again. Yeah. And then now, and then Jordan grace leaves the company comes back. And who does Jordan grace beat Deanna Perrazzo. They wrestled five times. And not only have they been putting on great matches in all five of those bouts, but Jordan grace gets her first win over Deanna Perrazzo. They even talked about that on commentary. Deanna's beaten her every single time they've wrestled each other. Every single they're, time, they're really good. <laughs> like they're really good. They're great. I, if Deanna's a free agent at the end of the year, everyone should be going for her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She is so. She's just such a strong worker. Mm-hmm. Like she, I don't know if she does any one thing perfect. She just does a lot of things really well. Yeah, and in the U.S., that that really makes you stand out. Mm-hmm. And I think she, I think she deserves whatever contract she gets next, whether that means stay with impact, um, go to AEW, go to WWE. She deserves it because she has really made herself a prominent wrestler in the U S since leaving WWE. Yeah. I mean, she is, she is the one you put with anyone. 
and I think she's going to get the best out of them. Maybe the match isn't always going to be good, but she's going to get the best out of them. I saw it with Naomi. Mm-hmm. What What's her name? Trinity? Trinity. Um, yeah, and I think that's true. And Look, in some ways, I don't want her to leave because I want to see more Jordan Grace no, matches you know, with her. Like that, they, they are the best. They have the best chemistry of any. They do women's division like any in any women's division they have the best chemistry it, it is phenomenal if you're not watching their stuff it's great all-time rivalry yeah. right now um what else was on this gosh dang show um i closed out of cage match i don't know why did i do that pco um, versus bully ray pco <laughs> bully ray anything goes match so let me just read off real quickly the messages i sent you in slack i think yep. that'll that'll be the this, re- this this is you will not say anything else after that, that really is it. really the review this is our review of the match uh so at 505 p.m i messaged you i know you won't watch the bully match but it actually works really well three minutes after that 508 p.m never mind pco just took a cheese grater to bully's balls <laughs> This match is a 2.95 rating on Cage Match. And I'll, uh, to explain that first half of the thing, so what I mean, like, it so works. He uses a cheese grater and he was mad. <laughs> and, that, and that led, if I'm not mistaken, led to putting Bully through a table, which he kicked out at three or, you know, kicked out, <laughs> kicked out of. Uh, what I meant by it worked really well was that, you know, Bully Ray is the guy that just like he's doing all this shit and constantly beating down on someone. Uh, and it's very annoying to see him do that against anyone else, but doing against another old guy and not just another old guy, but a guy like PCO, a guy that takes the punishment and that's all this stuff. There was a point where they had like three tables set up or whatever. And there's just a bit where Bully Ray is just picking up PCO, throws him through a table, picks him up again, throws him through another table. And it's like shit like that was like, it actually works really well. But then the moment is like completely gone because it gets to the Bully Ray has to lose part. And it's like, all right, cheese grater to the balls. Uh, I'm going to go through a table, kick out, uh, of course, <laughs> of course. And the rubble of a table, I'm going to kick out uh, and then does whatever the hell the finish was. Uh, and just it gets into the bully rayisms that completely destroy the match. But the idea of just like this bully beating down PCO and PCO being like a weirdly fantastic Darby Allen esque baby face, where it's just like he just takes all this punishment and he can able be able to get back up. It works really well. It's a very good dynamic. They had good chemistry up until the moment. Bully Ray was like, oh, wait, I got to lose. All right, this is what we're going to do. Cheese grater to the balls. Uh, and just all these Bully Rayisms that just <sighs> kind of immediately go out the door. So, anyways. <sighs> yeah, no. Um, that's all I have to say about that match. Impact World Tag Team Title Match. The Rascals, Trey Miguel and Zachary Wentz, defeated Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin successfully to retain their titles. Good match. They're better. Yeah. It was a pretty good match. Could have been better. Uh, basically, I like how they repeated the title attack spot from the first X Division title match. You know, that's the first match where Leo Rush goes for the the referee grabs it and says, "No, you can't do it." They repeat that spot where Trey Miguel's like, "All right, I'm going to hit you," and the referee's like, "No, no, you can't do it." Grabs the belt, and then it's like, "Oh, it's a tag team match." Zachary Wentz has his belt, and then wallops whoever it was over the face. Um, yeah, it, they've had better matches between the two of them for sure uh it just didn't fully click here i don't really know why it just didn't really fully click it was you know here's the thing with the motor city machine guns these days like 
this is their minimum. Yeah. Like this is what they could just do and it was in their sleep. Pretty good. You know, I it's still I, I better than like majority of the matches on this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but for what you expect out of these two teams, it's definitely like, yeah. 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 I I, I, I I just want to put that out there because it's like I'm not saying that Ryan talking more about uh, Tommy Dreamer versus Kenny King meant that was better. No, I had I, I had more hatred for that one. It's not. No, it's just, just this was a good match. I expected more from it. And what do you, what do you want me to say about it? It was a good match. Uh, Should be more. Yeah, it was a, it was a fine match that you can find on any any show, any TV show, really. Yeah, you can find this on 90210. Uh, you can find this on, you know, Blue Bloods. You could find, you said any TV show, so I had to be a dick about it. Anyways, <laughs> Impact Knockouts World Title Match Trinity defeats Alicia Edwards. Yeah, I was, you, imagine my shock when I saw Alicia Edwards had a title match on a pay per view or a special show. Yeah, that was a choice. I hated this match. This was the match that you said was the worst. I said this match was the worst match of the night. I, I can see the value in Bully Ray's match. I can see the value in Tommy Dreamer's. Alicia Edwards cannot sell at all. It's so bad. Scotty, she's in a finish. She's in the submission. She's in whatever Trinity's submission hold is, right? Right. You know, this is the referees out and they're doing the submission spot where, oh, the referee's not there and you can't. And Alicia wasn't even tapping, so I don't even know why. But Alicia's just like, sitting there she's not yeah. moving or anything she's just sitting there kind of like ah ah and in pain screaming and and then and then not not even tapping like even doing like a frantic tap it wouldn't matter because the referee's out to so just do that not even, just sitting there not doing anything and then and then trinity adjusts it and does like this like you know moves a leg over and makes it a little bit difficult and that's the moment where like eddie edwards comes in doesn't matter the ref's out i don't know whatever but then Alicia, like the moment the hold is let go, she taps. It was like, why are you doing the entire time? And you're not even moving. You're not selling anything. God, she's uh, Alicia Edwards is so bad. I I I I don't you know enjoy her. What's a good way to to kind of illustrate Alicia Edwards? Sure. She uh, besides being terrible uh-huh. and nepotism uh, aspect. Sure. She wrestled in a so I don't know if you know what chaotic wrestling is. It's one of the local. It's like the local indie here in Massachusetts. Sure. She wrestled in the town over from me last year. Mm-hmm. In this ran like in a you don't understand like this is a small ass indie like yeah. this isn't like this isn't like you know uh I can't I can't even think of like a indie that doesn't leave this isn't like west coast pro this is a small indie no looking at their their cage and they wrestled in a small town they're like a small town their location is uh it says it is located in north andover massachusetts that's where i went to college (laughs) (laughs) and they wrestled in a elks lodge where my my friend held his graduation from high school <laughs> wow wow that's not saying the lodge is big that is saying the show is small yeah and that's where she wrestled a year ago i'm not i'm not being that guy that's saying like oh you wrestle a small show that's bad no no, no. she still wrestles small shows but that's the only place she wrestles 
outside of Impact, essentially. On top of that, she's been wrestling since 2004. That's crazy. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I like Eddie Edwards a lot. Alicia, you know, you're, I've never seen a good Alicia Edwards match. That's okay. She she she's thirty six years old and has been wrestling since two thousand four. And I've it uh, I've seen better selling from a Killer Kelly match. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, I, I wonder who they're going to give Trinity a bow for glory. I'm going to put I'm going to guess on every single part of me that it's Jordan Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You mean the girl that the other girl that won her match? Uh, the other the other person in this division? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. That should be a good match. Jordan Grace versus Trinity. That should honestly be a very good match. They should just do Dion and Jordan Grace again. I'm, I'll be fine with that. For <laughs> the title. Well, hey, if Jordan Grace is winning the title off of Trinity, which is not going to happen, uh, then, you know, maybe we get a Dion match in there as well. I don't know. Make it, I don't want to make it a triple threat. I take that back. Uh, main event, singles match, Josh Alexander versus Steve Macklin. Uh, I thought this was a really good world title match. Oh, wait, hold, yeah. on. I'm, hold on. I'm just getting this word in. Nope, this wasn't a world title match. No, okay. Then this is a fine main event. Sure felt like one. Yeah, this was uh, the world title match that would have happened if Josh Alexander didn't get injured, pretty much. That's, yeah. that's how I read this. Yeah, you tell him. If you didn't get injured. <laughs> what am I telling? <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. You felt like you were attacking Josh Alexander. No. Yeah, if you didn't get injured, but you did. We missed out on this three and a half star match. How dare you, man? That's exactly what I gave. <laughs> <laughs> we missed out uh, on a classic. What are you? What are we doing? Um, I, this was um, this was yeah, it was good. Yeah, hard hitting, hard hitting. Um, I look forward to Alex Shelley and Josh Alexander. That should be excellent. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm happy they waited on that. Yeah, I, I this rate, I'm guessing that is the uh, it, it, spoiler alert. They announced it at the tapings last night. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, Spoiler alert! A title change last night too. Well, here I was going to do that as a preview was us talking about the thousandth episode of Impact Wrestling. Do we talk about All the spoilers right. or do we talk about the actual matches that are previewed or whatever? Um, we oh, could. I feel like both. we should. I feel like we shouldn't talk about the spoilers. I'm not going to spoil anything. Leo Rush lost his title. Don't don't say who. Don't say to who. Uh, I didn't say who. I totally didn't just say his name. Uh, uh, so of course they did a taping following the show on the next day, uh, for the 1000th episode of impact wrestling, which unbelievable, uh, this company <laughs> was sh- almost bankrupt Unreal. At, at, at TNA P- impact pay-per-view number four. Unreal run. This is an all time. Like, I need everyone to understand. This is an all timer run. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, this might be the greatest run in professional wrestling. Yeah. Through all the, through, like, this is like, oh, I don't, I, I'm not going to make a comparison because it's bad. But, like, this, they have been through every down imaginable. Yes. <laughs> Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter originally saved the company. That person, you know how Dixie Carter got into power, was because the Jarrett's needed money. And Dixie yeah. Carter was like, "Oh, my father likes your show. Here's some. Yeah. Here, we can we, give you guys money. <laughs> like, like you, they made it through she, the Jarrett's ten times. She, <laughs> if Dixie Carter wasn't around, Impact Wrestling wouldn't exist at this point. We wouldn't have this episode. This, here, here's every like some of the funniest things in Impact history. Right? They almost like 
Jeff Jarrett left, right? And then he then they came back and he was like, Yeah, I'm pretty much gonna make this global fourth impact world professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And then they were like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> but like they survived that. They survived the Jeff Hardy thing, which is awful still to this day. Yeah. Um and the Ho- Hogan they, Bischoff run. <laughs> the Hogan Bischoff run. They made it through peak angle and his many 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 problems you want to you want to take a uh, guess so obviously the matt hardy's many problems i i talked about i'm re-watching not re-watching but watching the beginnings of impact and going through sort of the retrospective there um yeah, back guy. Yep. do you want to take a shot in the dark this is post wcw the jarrett's are starting this promotion sure. uh who was the booker of wcw early on i'd like to take a guess I don't remember. I, I know it's not Vince Russo. But no, you did. no, you are correct. The oh, silent, no, no, no. I was like, I know he booked this. The silent booker Company. of WCW yeah. at the very beginning was Vince Russo. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, he stinks. He's so bad. Yeah, they survived uh, Vince Russo. Like they times. survived everything. They I, survived seventy-five channel changes, seventy-five <laughs> different owners, seventy-five different bookers, mm-hmm. seventy-five different names. Yeah. This, this this company has changed names like nobody's business. They've survived so much, and now they are here. And we are at a point now where we sometimes consider them pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. They're, I, and I wanted to congratulate this. They're going to have Will Ospreay on goddamn Bound for Glory. Uh, is it Bound for Glory? I thought it was Turning Point. He's doing Bound for Glory, then Turning Point. Even better, baby. I was like, what? How did how did this company go from they, like three years ago? I will say though, <laughs> Will Ospreay is making his return to Impact. Right yeah, now. yes, 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 yes. Uh, and I will. You know what's funny? Like the reason this company exists right now, uh-huh. still is because of Matt Hardy being broken. That could be true. I mean, that, that might like be true. changed everything for them again. Mm-hmm. That made people watch Impact. Yeah. The, uh, Garrett Kidney, uh, who is, I believe, on and off works for Impact Wrestling. I don't know what his current status, but obviously. He's like social or something. Yeah, I think he, he's been on and off doing like social stuff for them. Um, he uh, he has always talked about how if you wanted to define Impact Wrestling with one word, it's resiliency. This is a company that should have died hundred times over thousand times as many episodes as they're about to have uh they should have died constantly and they never had they never have they never will seemingly they, they, they got are, that dog in them I, this i don't want to say it in the derogatory sense but rather in the sense of like the 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 known fact about these creatures impact wrestling is like the cockroach of professional wrestling. Whatever you do to them, <laughs> they will not die. Like they, they are, they are, they, they simply will not die. And that is unbelievable. Unbelievable. They're the PCO of professional wrestling. They will not die. Uh, it's, it's just they insane. Won't. It's just insane. They, they had Kenny Omega as their world champion. <laughs> they had Kenny Omega as their world champion. And he did huge business for them. <laughs> he did huge business this for them. Truly, truly, truly an all-timer company. I congratulate them 
on making it to a thousand episodes. Cause let me tell you, they shouldn't have. No, I mean, as much dog shit that they've put out and as much, and they've put out a lot and they put out great stuff too. You know, that, that early Vince Russo era sucked and all, but the best thing going for that early era was low key AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn all feuding together. Didn't all make sense at points, but they were putting that on like same AJ Styles we dunked on earlier. Yeah, they were putting on like four to five star matches yeah. weekly, sometimes twice a taping. They've like, never had a five star match. They were uh, Impact. They have one. They, they, have, have, one? they have one. They have the Samoa the Joe, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels match. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's really good. That's great. It's kind of funny that they only have one. <laughs> Crazy. Um. Yeah. It, it's just like they. There's no reason for them to be around this long, and the fact that they have mad respect. This is where we play the game now. No. Mount Rushmore of TNA Impact. All right. Okay. Someone there was a tweet about that, and I I did tweet and think about it for a little bit. I would say I got my three out of four locked in. Okay. Okay. I would say are we talking about wrestlers or just like personalities surrounding it or whatnot? We're gonna talk about the re- I mean you can do whatever you want. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say t- uh, 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 top four because Mount Rush I know like Mount Rushmore for some people means different things. We're just gonna do top four. Yes, I'm not, I'm not thinking of like anything else uh you go ahead first you go ahead first give me a minute all right all right so so number one is aj styles okay yeah i think it's fair to call him the greatest ever of impact tna that's pretty much his career um that made him an all-timer uh which doing that in tna through uh, everything they dealt with that's incredible number two gail kim I think Gail Kim is the women's representative for me in terms of the impact history. I think mm-hmm. she and the knockouts, like I think the knockouts need to be represented because what they did in the U S is huge. Like a lot of people like well, a lot of people, WWE likes to say that they started the women's evolution. The knockouts did, you know, like they, they were doing real matches. Yeah years before and gail kim and you know awesome kong were at the front of that i'll give gail kim the nod though um and because she still does work for them too mm-hmm. so she's still important for them number three i'm gonna go with kurt angle okay i think kurt angle changed a lot for them i think kurt angle was phenomenal for them um i think kurt angle is more debatable though than my last person who is sting yeah yeah, I would put Sting in there for sure. Kurt Angle, uh, between Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, um, Josh Alexander, I want to give some love to because, you know, the tag stuff, world champion, he's done a lot for them uh, over the past couple of years. I wish I could put Motor City Machine Guns as one. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. It was like, if I, had to... if I could put them as one, they would be over Kurt. Yeah, I would do them as one, Styles, Sting. And then, yeah, probably Gail Kim. I'll probably then that. Then I'm agreeing with that. If I can put them as one, then yeah, they're definitely on there. Yeah, I, I would agree. Okay, then cool. 
That's uh, a lot of titles covered. <laughs> so they, they had their taping for the episode 1000th. The matches that were on there, or not, you know, I'm not going to say the matches. It was a full taping plus 1000. Full taping plus the 1000th episode or whatever. So they had Team 3D, who just signed allegedly a <laughs> WWE Legends contract, uh, re- reuniting. Uh, this is the first time we're seeing uh, uh, Devon Dudley uh, in a ring in uh, quite a long time. Forever. Uh, and for a very, very, very long. Time. I don't know how long. I just uh, learned that he doesn't work for WWE anymore. No, he got, he got, I believe he got let go during the pandemic. I thought he left himself. I don't, I don't quite remember. Uh, there is a huge 5 1 uh, 10 woman tag team match Trinity, Jordan Grace, Awesome Kong, Gail Kim, and Mystery Person. If you care about yeah, so who it was, it's like the least shocking mystery person you could imagine. Uh, and then they uh, were against Diana Perrazzo, Giselle Shaw, Savannah Evans, Angelina Jalove, and another mystery person. You almost said Jolie. Jolie? Who's Jolie? I, I, I heard you say Angelina and Ange- Angelina Jolove. Um, <laughs> they also had Frankie Kazarian and Tracy Brooks uh, against Eddie Edwards and Alicia Edwards. They had your guy on there. Uh, America's Most Wanted. Oh, of course. They got America's Most Wanted uh, in there for a match. World title match, Alex Shelley versus Trey Miguel. They had an Ultimate X match. They had Jake Something versus Dirty Dango for some reason, <laughs> they announced. They also had the return of Feast or Fired. Which do, what, what do you know about that Ooh. gimmick? Uh, I know someone gets fired. Yes, yeah, so I, I always I knew that was the main part of the match. The feast part's like whatever. It's essentially a, a I guess a battle royal or uh, whatever. And there's four briefcases in the corner, and you have to climb yeah. up and get them. Um, typically, it's like a briefcase is a world title match, a tag title match, a X division title match, and then a pink slip. So they get fired. Uh, I believe I, in the- I saw who the four were that won. Yes, I, do, let, 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 can we talk about that though? I do want to talk about that. That's the only yeah, spoiler. We're never going to talk about TV, so we could spoil it. Uh, that's the only spoiler I want to talk about. Um, so, so your four were. I don't know who. Well, we obviously we don't know who got what case, but uh, no, we don't. It was Chris Bay, Crazy Steve, Moose, and Yuya Uemura. Okay, so who's getting what? It, is Yuya getting the pink slip? I mean, go and then leaving and going back to the either him or Crazy Steve. Oh, how dare you say that about Crazy Steve? Well, maybe Crazy Steve just wrap it up, but then they just have him beat Black Taurus. Yeah, that would be a choice. <laughs> no, yeah, to me that's uh, exhibition. I really hope you you got the pink slip. <laughs> yeah, I, to me, to me, if I had to put it, I think the most obvious thing for me is Moose World Title, Crazy Steve X Division, Chris Bay as Tag Division. He can do that with uh, Ace Austin, obviously. I'd be then, so sick if Chris Bay got anything besides tag teams. I agree. Well, I mean, Alex Shelley versus Chris Bay. I mean, that's a really solid match you could do. And then Yu Yuomura, I hope, gets the pink slip, and then he has to he goes back to New Japan. I Wait a minute, they had an Ultimate X match too. Yep, they also had an Ultimate X match. So they had pretty much two X Division number one contenders crown in a way in a way <laughs> well you don't know it, it's a mystery i guess it could be one of these four people it could be you y'all for all we know um that'd be awesome that'd be Love great you, yeah. um you yeah, know and, and also it's also possible that people would defend these briefcases at some point they lose it it goes to somebody else i want to watch all these matches Oh, I am too. This is gonna I'm going to watch time this episode. I'm going to watch them all. Yeah, I, I'm 100 percent going to watch this episode. For some reason, I feel the need. I need to watch Team 3D. 
And probably their last wrestling match for a very long time. I, I'm going to take a guess. I hope I hope they wouldn't be coming back after. <laughs> I, I hope. Uh, you say in a very long time. Um, they don't have a like. They don't have a long time no. in the ring. You know, like it's either now or never. Uh, uh, I hope there's a cheese. I look forward to their uh, raw third. 35 or whatever number we're at uh <laughs> the run in that's probably true that is probably true how old is bully ray is 52 same age as <laughs> tommy dreamer devon 51, 51 hasn't wrestled since 2016 that's how long it's been a long time they lost in the kickoff match for SummerSlam. That's putting over, putting over some talent. Um, also, a show this Saturday. It's coming up this Saturday. The CMLL's 90th anniversary show, big time show for CMLL. This show, kind of a letdown. Kind of a letdown. What are you, what are you saying? For what CMLL has been this year, I can see that. I can sort of see that. I think it's still gonna be very good. Uh, oh yeah, I mean they haven't missed this year. But, but I'm again, we're saying about it. You wish there's some sort of Rocky Romero singles match, maybe. Um, I wish there was other people's singles matches instead of Dragon Rojo Jr. Yeah, can't stand that guy. Yeah, he yeah. stinks. It's so disappointing seeing Soberano Jr. and Teton not in a singles match. Soberano Jr., Mascara, Dorada 2.0, Teton like these guys are all my guys, and they're just, mm. but it looks like a good show. Still, so. Yeah, so we have uh, a Copa Independencia tournament. There is a, a tag team match with Angel De Oro and Volador Jr. teaming up together to take on Averno and Ultima Guerrero. The winners of that match will face each other later in the show in a hair versus hair match. So that hair versus hair match will either be Angel De Oro versus uh, uh, Volador Jr. or Averno versus Ultima Guerrero. I would have it's to imagine good. Volador Jr. could be Ultimo Guerrero, yeah. probably, but probably Volador it's Jr. Definitely gonna be the, it's definitely going to be Volador. Yeah. Uh, there's a Legends Trios tag team match. Atlantis, Blue Panther, and Octagon versus Fuerza Guerrera, Santico, and Virus. Fine. Cool. All right. Okay. Uh, there is a tag team match to crown the inaugural CMLL World Women's Tag Team Champions. Give me a minute. La Yarachita, Luvia, Stephanie Vacare, and Zukis. That's all I got. My favorite part is like, all right, give me a second. Botches it it immediately. They have uh, a new prospect I saw. I also have heard that. I forget her name. She's like 19. Yes. And I saw a clip and I was like, oh, shit, she might be like amazing mm-hmm. um so that's exciting wish i remember her name anyways uh stephanie vercare wins yeah i'm gonna i have a full belief the only one that has a picture on our wikipedia page i fully believe stephanie vercare's team uh stephanie vercare's like miles ahead of so many people yeah. and i'm hoping because she's doing so i know she's not wrestling julia like i hoped um but i'm hoping because she's doing that show that like people are like oh she has a passport you know she can she can wrestle mm-hmm. or visa whatever not passport um she has a visa she can wrestle here in the u.s yeah more people book her she's excellent yeah i'm gonna watch this whole show i i am as well 
Uh, we didn't finish previewing it even a little. That's my bad. <laughs> tag team match. Soberano Jr. and Teton teaming up against each other versus Lucha House Party. Lince Dorado and Samurai Del Sol. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. They just had Metalik in this company. They could have done the trios match. Why didn't they? Why not just do it? Because Metalik got angry. <laughs> well, he got kicked out of the company, basically, pretty much. Dude stinks. Not, it's whatever. He doesn't stink, but he's not as good as he used to be. Yeah, which is pretty much what CMLL told him. <laughs> it's like, well, you're not yeah. as good as he used to be. They're like, you're kind of slow. Yeah. We're good. We're not going to pay that much. Um, but we are going to pay for Lindsay Dorado and Samurai Del Sol. I would do anything for Soberano Jr. and T-Tot to be a different match. Even a match against each other, I would I would love that. I think they're doing that soon. They probably like, there's some voting thing going on mm-hmm. that I have yet to figure out what it really is. Actually, no, it's going to be Dorada and Teton, I think. Whatever. Okay. Um, either way, why, why did you bring these to it? I know. I, I I mean I appreciate like they're fine play. yeah sure I'm about? sure the match will be better because it's in you know it's in Arena Mexico sure it's a big time match everything's better in there Arena Mexico is like the Tokyo Dome I know everything's point five better uh trios tag team match Atlantis Junior Mascara Dorada and Mystico uh, versus- yeah baby versus Rocky that's, Romero that's dream team right there versus Rocky Romero <laughs> TJP and Kevin Knight such a random match but it's probably the match i'm looking forward to the most <laughs> that should be it should be a very good match honestly no rocky singles matches maybe the big letdown of this show because like he's been the best wrestler in cml this year outside of my boy mystico also we don't have to talk we don't talk about cml enough but the stock on atlantis jr has plummeted i know i've heard I, I'm, I'm yeah. in the middle of catching up, but I've heard that the stock is plummeting. Yeah, yeah. I remember last year you were like, this is the guy. He had a great match. He had a great match. Great match of his career. And I was like, yeah, I could see it. And then he had kind of like a forgettable showing of Fantastica Mania. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't year. Ba- wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. No, no. But this year I've seen Soberano Jr. and Dorada now and teton and uh pretty much everyone do better than him so it's tough but you know he's not doomed no no he's not doomed it's just he's uh on the back back burner right now uh um, yeah we have yeah. that that hair versus hair match we talked about where it's either el hell de Horo versus volador jr or verno versus ultimo guerrero and then we have a mask versus mask match Templario versus Dragon Rojo Jr. You already talked about how you didn't like Dragon Rojo Jr. is awesome. Templario is really good. I have really been enjoying Templario this year. I'm Uh, sure the match will be good because it'll be um, emotional. Yeah, I mean, mask versus mask match. I mean, Templario is still very young in his career. He's 31 years old. Dragon Rojo Jr., uh, it's probably going to be him losing his mask. He's 40. Uh, but it feels like he's revitalized his career in a weird sense in this past year. Like He's really been bumping up the card uh, all year long to get to this point. This. I just can't believe they're making him main event. Yeah, well, we're making him main event. What do you mean? <laughs> Their biggest show of the year. Why is he in the main? That's fair. That's fair. I like the idea of like gun to his head. Your main event. <laughs> your main event. Well, they kind of are. They're like your max is coming off, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So true. maybe they are making up. That might be true. Um, I would. 
If I got to book a perfect 90th anniversary show, and I know they have to do Mass versus Max, so there's not really a perfect 90th anniversary show because you don't want anyone that's like good to lose their mask. Yeah. Still. Um, but it's Blue, uh, it's Blue Panther versus Brian Danson. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. This match, this show, you know, we joking around and all this stuff, but the CML has been great all year long. And last year's show was great. They've been great all year long. Uh, this show, you know, it could be it could be a better card for sure. But they've been a top five promotion for me this year. Yeah, the, it is. If you have the time to go check it out, definitely go check it out. Should I say how you checked it out? How how you watch it? Probably. Do I know how you watch it? Uh, look at Lucha Blog's Twitter. I'll post the link. I was about to say, literally <laughs> looking up Lucha Blog stuff right now. If I can see any uh, sort of a uh, 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 thing that says about it, because I literally have no clue um, how you can watch this show. Also, yeah, this, I actually bought one from two weeks ago. I bought the Grand Prix. Yeah, it works really well. You have it for the whole weekend too. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah. You just literally get the link. Like, there's no code or anything. So it's actually really good. Um, you know what's a crime? What's that? And I know why this is a thing. Mm-hmm. I know why. But Dragon Rojo Jr. is ranked as a 7.88 on Cage Match. Uh-huh. Mystico is a 7.63. That's a crime. <laughs> That's That is disgusting. <laughs> I know why Mystico's lower is because, like, if you watch him in WWE, yeah. it's not helping him. Yeah. But God damn it, people. What are we doing? Mystico's amazing. I love that guy. Also, shout out Kevin Knight, huh? Kevin Knight getting a big time spot in Arena Mexico. That's going to be good for him. This guy's the other two. The other two are used to it. Yeah. These guys, this Kevin Nice guy, got a future. That's gonna be the match of the night. Probably, well, yeah, probably. Unless like Rojo and Templario go insane in the mask versus Max Stip, which is totally possible. It is. It very much is. What was the match last year AAA did that was phenomenal? Penta was... versus who? Penta. Pentagon. Yeah, the mask versus match match that was really good. Oh, in AAA. Oh, uh... That's, I meant AAA. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I was like CMLL Pentagon. No, I, yeah, <laughs> I was trying to think of the Mass versus Mass match that shouldn't have been as good, but was really good because it was a Mass versus Mass match. Uh, it was Pentagon versus Viano three. Oh yes, yes, yes. That uh, was really good. But even last year for the CMLL show, they had that Mask versus Mask match, which was Atlantis Junior versus Stuka Junior, and that match was also great. Uh, well, Stuka Junior is still very good, to be fair. Yes. Uh, so that like, was. <laughs> That was a great. Milano's arguably not that good anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, but it worked. Yeah. Lucha, Lucha they're re- Lucha's really good at working around deficiencies. Agreed. Completely. It's why, like, and this isn't a shot at him, but it's why, like, I think Jericho works really well is because he's taken on a lot of that Lucha brawler mm-hmm. aspect and it's made his career longer. Yeah, um, so I can agree. With yeah, you. watch the MLL. Should be great. Watch the MLL somehow. <laughs> that on Friday. Uh, it is on. Great question. It is on. Give me one moment. I believe it's on Saturday. Yes, Ooh. Saturday the sixteenth, September September sixteenth. Remax got sold out. I'm pretty sure. I know that at least the lower bowl has been yeah. sold out. Russell Ticks has been all over that one. Yeah, I, I know that they've at least been sold out there. Um, 
Well, we had a couple of discussion topics to talk about as well, just sort of getting different ideas out there. We have been recording for almost two hours, though. So do we want to tackle maybe one or do we want to just end up close up shop here? Uh, I guess we could tackle one. All right. Um, uh, 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 uh. Let's talk about sort of let's do that. one. Let's do what do we want out of specific promotions for the rest of the year? uh yeah 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 discussion yeah. topics is this a new segment on the show discussion junction discussion junction yeah what's your conversation there's probably a better name for that but that's fine uh is this is this is this discussion topic section essentially what the q a section is but instead of asking people for the questions we gave it to each other each other maybe yeah. that's fine um but you know if you have any questions of course give them tweet at us or if only we had some sort of place you can uh call or something i don't know maybe maybe there's something on screen i don't know uh, who are you gonna call uh ghostbusters or ring post radio i'll put i'll put together a little a little, <laughs> a little bit uh so what do we want out of specific promotions for the rest of the year this is a discussion conversation you brought up of um we're it's it's september we're almost at the end of the year line um what are we sort of looking for to uh make you know different promotions various promotions have even better years uh or turn things around i guess for some promotions what do we sort of want out of these promotions to make things better i'll start off uh well i'll start off i don't think this would be more of it not a sort of formatted thing just sort of talking about what sort of promotions what sort of ideas we had uh for various things do you have any uh up at top uh scotty um yeah i think we should start with the ae dub yeah i mean obviously number one is we talked about it when cm punk got fired this is a time to turn things around write some sort of ships and uh get their thing rolling and it's all gonna come down to what it looks like without cm punk now after yesterday i'm looking for as many brian danielson dream matches as possible now that's what i'm looking for uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, we're off to a good start um one, i'd say one per pay-per-view i'll i'll take yeah like i i don't know how serious he is about the one year thing but like he's someone that i don't think just lies well unfortunately there was a quote there he says i love lying <laughs> that's true that's true i hope he does uh-huh I hope he does uh, because I don't want to. He loves wrestling too much. I just feel like he will never be fully gone. Uh, But either way, I'd like to see that. Well, it's fascinating because it's like there is an interview that says that he wants to wrestle as long as possible. Yeah. Uh, Like he's like, I want to wrestle till like I'm 60 or 70 or whatever. And then there's a a promo where he cuts where he's like, oh, my daughter is turning seven. I only have a year left because I promised my daughter. It's like, are you wrestling for the next several decades, Brian, or are you wrestling for a year? You tell me what. I think him moving to Saturdays actually will help him a lot. Agreed. I, I can agree. Um, I could see him go a lot further. But for now, let's make it a story. Um, one of the big things I want AEW to do is rebuild Hangman Page, and we have already very much started that off in – Maybe the most perfect feud ever for my preference, and that is him and Swerve. Yeah. Doesn't get much better than that for me. No. Yeah. Um, I think making those two work off each other to better both of them mm-hmm. is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Hangman Page kind of rising back up, especially with Punk now gone, yep. is very important. And my last thing, 
for AEW is to, you know, kind of keep doing the great work I think they've done overall with their titles this year. Um, yeah. In the past, I've been very like, you know, the titles almost don't matter sometimes. Sure. This year, I will say the one thing they've nailed is making their titles matter, whether it's Christian Cage and the work he's done, you know, with the TNT <laughs> title that isn't his, um, Orange Cassidy, obviously, and then going to John Moxley. I think that's going to be great. Yep. Um, even MJF has made that title feel very important, but I think the world titles always mm-hmm. felt important. Mm-hmm. Um, the women's, Chris Statlander is doing a great job. Yeah, she's definitely made the TBS title feel more important. Soraya is downgrade anything yet, so I can't <laughs> yeah. really say anything. Currently but, a downgrade, uh, but we'll see. We have to see what it looks like. Yep, I'm not someone that will judge before mm-hmm. I get to see how it looks. I'm not jazzed for it because if it's gonna be Soraya print, it's gonna be I, so I, bad. I'm not gonna judge, <laughs> but I am gonna ha- I am gonna compliment, or I, I'm not gonna judge on her title reign just yet. I will say that it has a bigger hill to climb. Than it sure does. And I think overall the the continuation of the women's division's growth is obviously a big part. I've liked what they've done with Chris literally just this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with Emmy Sakura and Robin Renegade. Like mm-hmm. listen, Robin Renegade's not like a big name yet. And I think both the Renegades will be big. Uh-huh. Um, because I think they're excellent. But like that's all I'm looking for. Two solid Matches on TV. Yeah. That's all I'm looking for. So keep building. Keep using Chris to do so. Um, there's a lot of good, I think, to come from the rest of the year. And I'm excited for Russell Dream now. I'll add. Um, don't add more pay-per-views. That's my last Don't, don't add more pay-per-views. <laughs> We're I, done. I, Russell I, Dream I, in full gear. To that point, though, I will say in a business sense, if you can fucking figure out this HBO Max deal, I would love it. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> know what we're waiting on or what's happening um but maybe it's the fact that because of all these writer strikes that hbo max lost 300 to 500 million dollars uh they lost the entire budget of like a movie or two maybe three movies uh i hear that's a lot of money yeah that's that's basically three movies <laughs> that they could have made but instead they they didn't have uh they had to just waste the, that budget um Maybe they put it into something else. I don't know. It seems like they didn't, but uh, um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's frustrating. Hopefully, let's figure out this Max deal. And uh, although I guess kind of business wise, also kind of creative. Um, there are a couple free agents floating around that uh, you know, Scotty talked about making the women's division a little bit better. Uh, let's uh, you know, hey uh, Mercedes, uh, hey here uh, you're free. I I I would think uh, not. This isn't really like what I hope for. I think it is inevitable that as soon as Mercedes Monet is healed. She will be in this company. I, th- I think it's that that's an inevitability. Um, and I can't wait for it. Uh, WWE. I don't know, man. What do you, how do you turn around at what I want from WWE <laughs> from the rest of the rest of the year? I don't know. Uh, more interesting promotion, uh, less bloodline storylines, <laughs> uh i don't know things that are working for them financially that i'm fully not invested in uh i don't know it, it's tough because it's like everything's working for them i i think going back to our first topic i think what i really want out of wb this year is to not 
completely fire a crap ton of wrestlers in a way yeah, it would be, be nice it, in a way it will be nice because there's a potential that we'll see other people like the do, minimum <laughs> at minimum at minimum minimum it'll be nice to see other people fl- potentially flourish in other destinations um however that being said uh let's not have a whole lot of people losing jobs uh after this merger and uh and yeah, that's that's really all I got. I don't know, man. I'm fully. I don't know. I have two. Sure, I have two. Um, as someone who I don't watch every show of WWE, I think I'd go insane if I ever did that. Yeah. Um, but I do. I do. I do jump in a little bit here and there. I I see a little uh, Raw, a little NXT. SmackDown's unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Like SmackDown is an unwatchable show. Mm-hmm. How that happened, I have no idea. Uh, but I think one thing they have to do is they need to call up NXT talent. Yeah. Badly. Ilya Dragunov's ready or Carmelo Hayes, one of those two. Um, I I watched Braun Breaker like kill Von Wagner or something the other day. Probably just call him up. Uh, I think I think they have a lot of talent that are ready and that would actually really refresh them especially on smackdown yeah so that's one thing i would do and the other thing is uh just uh keep playing a little bit to that uh work ready stuff kevin owens Sami Zayn, walter gunther whatever you want to call them rollins they've given the main roster probably their best in-ring year in like a long time just between those three alone i can can add seth in from time to time as well um i mean seth Seth's dependent on opponent. Like he's not getting much out of uh Nakamura Shinsuke in the in the year of twenty twenty three. Yeah. Um now it's like Cody, I, think so, I think another high profile feud for Cody would be nice too. He's kind of that he, would be good. He's kind of doing nothing that right now. Good. Yeah, they clearly uh a little lost with him. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, I think those three things that I if we pr- add in the Cody, I think that would be good. I think that w- that would help me interest wise. Yeah, I think for them, <clears throat> the problem with WB right now is that it's we're sort of seeing what the fallout of the merger is going to be, but then yeah. also they're not really trying to make any moves, substantial moves, up until the TV rights. You know, once they get those settled, I think then we can see some more stuff because they're trying to include NXT as part of those TV rights negotiations, right? So they're trying to get a bunch of money. So I don't necessarily think we'll get those NXT call-ups. I think you're right. It'd be nice to see some people called up. But since they're actively trying to do that, I, I think it's like, see how the merger goes and see what kind of fallout that's going to be. And then see when the TV rights deals gets negotiated and figured out. Then all of that, and that won't be all be happening until next year. But uh, so it's just sort of like, I think in a weird way, I think starting starting Tuesday... WWE for me is going to be like in a little bit of a limbo till yeah. end of the, the TV rights negotiation. Also the end of the year for them usually kind of stinks. So we'll see how that goes. You get survivor series in Chicago. Are we bringing in punk? Is that something? Are we bringing in punk? <laughs> uh, that would be hell. Of a, that would be, if they bring in punk, there's different conversations to be had. Speaking of bringing in punk impact. Do we got anything on impact? <laughs> um, impact. Deliver a good bound for glory. Yeah, that's, that's really my big. Thing. That's really what you got to do right now. I, I I think for them, like even last year, I remember bound for glory kind of being like whatever. Bound for glory in Chicago. I think 
nailing bound for glory is like very important for them. Yeah, I can agree with that. If they nail like they'll nail like the most random ass shows. You know, you mean, the impact, like, you mean the impact plus shows? Yeah, and then the pay per views will be like, what the hell am I watching? Yeah. You know, nail, 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 nail bound for glory. You have Osprey coming in. You have Shelley versus Alexander. It's a pretty good start. Uh, they're going to do Bully Ray versus Tommy Dreamer for the Impact Digital Media title, aren't they? <laughs> that's that's probably the Bound for Glory match, isn't it? <laughs> I just realized that. So hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm going to cheese grate my own balls. (laughs) (laughs) So hear me out. The good thing is that they're in one match, so you can just completely. (laughs) I can hand wave an entire match. They can't ruin two matches. Uh huh. uh -huh. You know. Yeah. They can only ruin one. That's fair. Anything else we want out of Impact? Not that match. <laughs> Vacate the digital um, media title. I don't know. Resign Diana. Yeah, whenever her contract's coming up. Yeah, and and I guess by default, if I go back to AEW, sign Diana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and One if, of you two go get her. If if you're not bringing in Mercedes yet for AEW, uh, even if you are. Even if you are, put her in impact for a match. You know, do that Mickey James thing or whatever that she's been wanting forever. She wants to wrestle Trinity if she does impact. Come on. Well, you do a tag match. You do you do Mercedes and Trinity versus Mickey James and uh Jordan Grace. You know? Sure. Why not? <laughs> you know. Uh Trinity, who's who's facing Trinity? Uh sure, Jordan Grace. What do you want to see from Noah this year? Uh Go Shizaki pinning Jake Lee. That's the end of the end of Jake Lee's title reign, number one. Uh and that's it, it. That's it. That's it, all it, I need. If it not by the hands of Go Shizaki, then of course by the hands of El Hijo del Dr. Wagner Jr. At the hands of anyone. <laughs> I'll take like by God do I miss the days of Kazuyuki Fujita going over <laughs> because he didn't want to lose. Yeah. Like where's that? Where's that? Where's my Noah bed? That was my Noah. Yeah, uh I would say push um Kaito Kaimiya better. Um <laughs> use would, him. Use him, him properly. Boy was pretty good though. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. Um what else? What else? What just, else? Just 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 get rid of Jake Lee as your top guy. Yeah, that's that's, that's really all I want right now. That's that's literally why I brought up Noah. Just o- so we can say that. The Osprey Marafuti matches next week. That should be good. Here's our preview. That's it. That's pretty much it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great uh, it's gonna be a great match, a- and I can't wait for it. Um, how do you preview one match? Um Ring of Honor <laughs> be better. I don't know. Be a be a product. <laughs> I, I've seen so <laughs> many people tweet in the last week that really yeah can you believe about it ring of honor <laughs> about ring of honor specifically about how they're just i've seen so many people like diehard wrestling fans throwing in the towel of ring of honor and just saying i've been watching it and now i'm at the point of nothing is happening on that show nothing of note is ever worth talking about uh they do these random ass tv title tournaments 
and then they don't do anything of Shane Taylor, and then they throw him on a pay-per-view to get squashed in six minutes. It's just like, I've seen so many people tweet in the past week about how they're throwing in the towel of Ring of Honor, and I don't know. Here's a question. Here's a slight tangent of a discussion topic. Is Ring of Honor better now that Tony Khan has purchased it? You know? No. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess the alternative it to it the pay-per-views is, are the pay-per-views are great. I guess the alternative to Ring of Honor is not existing whatsoever. Uh, yeah, I guess so. This is definitely better. I but guess. if I had to pick what Ring of Honor was beforehand and what Ring of Honor is currently, I would pick, easily pick what it was before. Yeah, no one watched it, but it was pretty good. It was actually pretty good. It was a weekly television show worth watching. Yeah. Yeah, I would way better. It was way better than Impact. I thought. I thought it was more interesting than Impact. Um, I was into it. Congratulations to them. I know. What a what a what a what a bar to cross. Um, You're right, though. Yeah, it was a more interesting weekly television show, and now it's just like there's nothing happening on these shows. The only reason you watch Ring of Honor right now is to see what Athena's doing. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There. But by the way, back back to AEW. Do something with Athena. Enough. Enough of this Ring of Like, everyone else that has Ring of Honor titles is on AEW television. They are doing... You and I, That's it. You and I talked I, about how uh, they, we thought that maybe Final Battle was Eddie Kingston versus Claudio. They're doing it for Grand Slam for AEW. Yeah. I mean, they still yeah. might do it for Final Battle, but still. I think this is, like, worth, worth pointing out, right? Ring of Honor television title, champion, whatever, Smojo gonna have an AEW world title match claudio gets to defend his title on the main shows mjf and adam cole on tv every week or dynamite winning on, yeah. winning on all in shibata even on AEW lately uh-huh why is athena not that's a great point why are all the other champions except for why athena? is the best champion not she was on all out the pre-show, pre-show. yeah great awesome sick sweet yeah but that's a that that is a a really good point especially like tony khan outwardly praising the what athena has been doing in the in ring of honor like put her on tv yeah that is confusing i don't know it doesn't even make sense i guess that's and then that's new japan our last one new japan uh i don't know i new japan i thought it's been pretty good this year i don't really know they're pretty much done for yeah it, it's pretty so. much we're just now building up to wrestle kingdom so it's like we have yeah. the super junior tag league coming up which will be fine or whatever there's the world tag league and then at separate times at separate times and then i want to see historic crossover that's what i want to see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it would be stupid not to yeah i can agree with that like they they did a great number last year mm-hmm one of their best numbers of the past few years. Yeah. Um, they, that's what I want to see from new Japan and ultimately by stardom as well. I don't think either of them have the control. I think it's a Bushiro call at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Um, but yeah, new Japan just needs to, uh, build to wrestle kingdom. Yeah. Just build successfully to wrestle kingdom. That's all you gotta do. Uh, 
make sure you have great matches. I don't know. <laughs> like make sure these <laughs> destruction destruction shows are great and yeah. your finals or whatever are good and you know, you have a couple defenses and whatnot across the board and it should be good. I, I mean get yeah. me hype get success what do you need to do successfully? Get me hype for Wrestle Kingdom. That's all you gotta do. What do they need to do for you? They need to give you a big little Osprey match. What they need to do for me, have Jake Lee win the IWGP. <laughs> All right. That's it. We're done. We're done. We're done. Bye, we're everybody. Done. Oh, we got to do our plugs. We got to do our, we can't, yeah, we got to yeah, do the plugs yeah. and whatnot. Uh, I was so close to saying bye, everybody, and heading out. Uh, so close you said it <laughs> i said bye every and then cut myself off um all right uh things to plug scotty anything to plug Start with um you. check out the most recent episode of stardom road that i don't remember what it was about oh it, the swa the, championship yes it's very timely with uh the strong woman's title that has kind of taken over the role <laughs> i was about to say um <laughs> yeah it's it's just that was the point of it uh, follow me at Scotty Wrestling on Twitter X, whatever you prefer to call it. Um, I think that's mostly it. Just doing other five star Grand Prix stuff for now. Yeah, um, you're in the middle of the Grand Prix. Of, yeah, in the middle of the Grand Prix. Quiet week otherwise in wrestling, other places. So, uh, my match of the week actually was the best. What I am calling personally the best singles match in all Japan this year. Which was? Is it Kento Miyahara first... versus Yume Anzai? Yeah. yeah, first time ever. I was. It I was have it. I have awesome. it written down. I have it written down for sure. That... Yeah, I would watch that in the Joshi match because Suri and Kyrie beat the piss out of each other. Um, it was a really good show. Mm-hmm. Big win. Kento and Yuma were awesome. I I don't know how that's not your big match feud for the next decade. It's Yuma Anzai is like. He's so good. He's so good. He's about to hit his year anniversary. Yeah, plucking him, plucking him out of uh, uh, out of the Noah tournament. Oh no, the, that tournament's over. Number one. What That's why about. Eugene Nagata got kicked out. <laughs> They're like, you're not taking him from us. Um. Yeah, I don't really have a match of the week because I've been sort of catching up, and everything I've sort of been watching has been fine. Mid. Yeah, it hasn't really been anything fun. I mean, Yuman Zai. Oh, I think I, I think I'll say this. Jack Morris. Double Yuman Zai. No, I'll do. I can do double Yuman Zai. Yuman Zai versus El Hijo do Doctor Wagner Jr. from night six of the N one victory. As I catch up, I'm on night seven. No, I'm on night eight. I'm on night eight, which is essentially yeah, you're still watching that thing. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm on night eight and it's four matches. I got to watch. And then it's night nine. Uh, it, it's been a busy week for me. So I haven't really uh, Jesse's it's mom okay. was Jesse's mom was in town. So we did a bunch of wedding stuff. Yeah. So that was all important, I guess. Um, mom. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I'm right here, man. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter at Ryan. Not my fault. The song is never mind. Follow the whole show and everything else on the Countout Network at Countout Pod. Um, great shows on Countout Network, including <laughs> the now canceled Stardom Road. Uh, <laughs> um, Your Dose of Death, the Kata Shorts. I uh, sang the wrong song. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh, that's a show, baby. That's that's how you wrap up the show. Uh, Patreon. <laughs> Thank you. Patreon.com forward slash countout pod for all your bonus content needs. Um, yeah, great stuff over there. Uh, and uh, until then, we'll talk to you next week about way more stuff happening in the wrestling world instead of going crazy. Uh, I'm Ryan. That's Scotty. We'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts and also you can support us on the count out patreon as we have exclusive content only on the patreon for all of our listeners we hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon and see you at the shows